You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This episode number 167, we'll be discussing the biggest film of all time, Avengers Endgame. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. We've got the entire Nerd Room assembled in the Nerd Room for the first time in quite some time. Time is a key thing here in this <laughs> podcast today as we talk Avengers Endgame. Guys, I am so freaking excited to discuss this film this was the best movie going experience (laughs) i've maybe ever had you're glowing man oh i yes i'm also exhausted as are (laughs) both of you it's it's been quite some time since we sat here like i said and actually got at the table at the mics here together in the room but for this review these two guys in front of me moved mountains made it here and we're here to discuss (laughs) all things avengers endgame now like we do with our normal reviews guys we are going to do a short spoiler-free section. I don't know how many people didn't see this film according to the box office. <laughs> There's three have... people. Yes, three people. <laughs> They're trapped on a desert island in like the Pacific yeah. Islands. <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't seen this film yet, once we hit that spoiler tag, all bets are off. We are spoiling the hell of this. We're going to get into some of the talk, some of the discussion as to how big of an impact this film is going to have, not only culturally from pulp culture sense, but from just an overall film going, movie going experience. Guys, I, I we got to get into this. We got to get into it now. We're not going to belabor this too, too much. So, start it off. Let's kick it off. Avengers Endgame, guys. Troy. Yeah, man. We saw this together. Mm-hmm. I called this the best film going experience of my life. Yep. Did you feel the same way? Right there with you. Man. <laughs> I, I hadn't experienced a concert as live as, as the audience that we experienced nice. on the 25th of April there. Ha! Huh. Nuts. Yes. Bananas, man. Let's yes. do this. It Jeez. was a, a rocking theater that we were sitting in. Yeah. The roof came off several times yeah. in that theater. And this is why the crowd, it made such a huge difference. This film, it was amazing, but the crowd, it just amped it, just juiced it up even more. Mm. For us sitting there watching it, it was awesome. Sanjay, did you have a similar experience? Man, no, I'm kind of jealous. I wish I went with you Should've guys. Came, man. I yeah. know, I know. Uh, I actually went on Friday morning at 10 a.m., so I think maybe the crowd was a little bit more subdued. Yeah. But there's definitely like some reactions, but yeah, the way you guys sell it, it's like you guys were at like Bruce Springsteen or something. Like, I'm super <laughs> yeah, jealous. It's like like a Bon Jovi concert. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim was throwing his like <laughs> underwear on stage. And... I was, it, was, it was nuts. I, well, I joked last week that I personally placed Troy beside me. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's several times where we're like, <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, losing it. My first thing when we came out, I was like, you know, thank you, Troy, for being yeah. there to like laugh. Oh gas and jump out of our effing seats yeah is the best man uh, best experience it oh. was it was so good now yeah. coming out of the film that was the film going experience how did you guys feel coming out of this this was the end of the 22 film infinity saga 11 franchises 11 years of filmmaking a ton of time what did we say last week almost two days worth of film right. watching built into this universe mm-hmm. not accounting repeat viewings or what we've discussed here on the podcast we spent the better part of a year almost exactly a year to the day theorizing what this film could be so high level spoiler free try to this deliver for you the final hour and a half, absolutely. I mean, overall, the film was a great experience, 
but it was exhausting. You know, there's so much going on. I was at the edge of my seat constantly for three solid hours. But the hour and a half really brought it home for me. It was like reading any great comic book to life. It's like a group read of a, like a massive comic book. It's like a Hickman run, man. Come yes. to life. Oh, man. And uh, this was just bombastic. It was fantastic. Knocked me in the face. Tim, my man, was right beside me. We were bumping elbows throughout the whole film. And, uh, man, a lot to take in. Yes. A lot to take in. And you know what? I've, uh, I can't wait to see the movie again. But I'm glad I've been able to like digest it kind of recover a bit and get right back in the seats three, four more times at least to yeah, see this film. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> man, you know me, I'm a big DC guy, but I came out of this film, I was hyped. Like I was like uh, tweeting you guys, like messaging you guys like, hey, how's that Avengers run? Because I really want to start reading Avengers now. Right. Like that's how hyped I was. This film, it had massive expectations. Probably like the biggest of all time. Mm-hmm. One of them, you know, yeah. there's several... That, and some of, some of those films, you know, they crumble un, under those expectations. I can name a dozen films. But this one here, I think it knocks it out of the park. You know, to, to come off the back of Infinity War and everyone's like, how are they going to top it? How are they going to top it? You know, did they top it? Did they not top it? They came pretty darn close. And it's going to be like a fun debate going forward. What's your favorite Infinity part? Is it part one or is it Endgame? You know, it's going to be a fun debate. Those, those two films, this one delivered. Oh, man, it was... It was an experience, and I'm so glad that I got to be part of like this cultural event. Yes, because yeah. this is almost a once in a lifetime. We're gonna get yeah. in the box office here in a few minutes, but this thing moved the needle like none other. No, and I think the expectation for this film, like you said, was humongous. My biggest fear with Endgame was coming out the back end of Infinity War. It was not going to live up. You're looking for the first time you get Avengers, Guardians, all these heroes teaming up against Thanos. The first time we're seeing this villain come to fruition on screen. How the hell are they going to top this film? And for me, it it blew it out of the water. Like Infinity, this film dwarfs Infinity War, which is an enormous film in scale this film endgame feels so much bigger yeah and it's, it's different bigger but what it does for this universe the way it wraps things up the way it draws on your emotions the way it made you laugh it was an exhilarating experience like you said i was tense i was sore coming out of this because <laughs> of how tense i was yep. us. i did not know where they're going to go and this film out of any other proves that stakes matter in the exactly. mcu which was so important we're going to get into the details of that of course but that was the thing coming off this, this the important thing coming off this is that this film had to matter for the mcu and it does in a big way and it it's like you said sanjay being able to experience this firsthand because i don't think we're ever going to get a film experience like this ever again you know that's not you know that's maybe hard to say because that's saying that we're never going to get feel this again this this hype <laughs> this passion but it's going to be so hard to top this yeah it, i mean i mean the thing is we we don't even know what what could top it. Yeah. I mean, like, if they said tomorrow there's going to be a Star Wars versus Marvel film coming out, do you honestly think it would top this opening weekend? No, I don't. I honestly, let's get into the box. I yeah. don't think anything's ever going to beat this. This yeah. film debuted to domestically $357 million. <laughs> wow. That is $100 million more than the previous record held by last year's Infinity War. Globally, this thing was even bigger. Previously, the biggest global opening single weekend was Avengers Infinity War, $640 million. This film doubled it, $1.2 billion in three freaking days. That doesn't even make sense. Like That's like when you like go back and look at Wayne Gretzky's records, and you're like, how did he put up 220 points in a season? It's just like the bar is raised so high that you can't even like imagine it in today's day and age. It's I don't know how it got this high. 
because we were talking last week about mm-hmm. this being potentially the first film to top 300 million dollars yeah if you go back to spider-man 2 i believe or spider-man 1 in the year 2000 2002 that film went over 100 million dollars and people said that's it that's the end <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now that's almost the norm if you don't get that it's a failure oh but yeah. for this to do 357 mm-hmm. million dollars is insane now this had the widest release of all time film theaters were doing 24-hour viewings mm-hmm. this thing was sold out from start to finish of that weekend i even tried we we're having little issues with the baby like building into our six o'clock showing or six thirty showing whatever it was i went on a cineplex to say okay i might not be able to make this so i'm gonna get another ticket just in case the cineplex website on thursday night was crashed mm. oh, man. you could not get onto the website because people were trying to buy endgame tickets that's crazy well how do you know they're trying to buy endgame tickets maybe they're trying to buy hellboy tickets or maybe captain marvel, captain yeah. marvel yeah. <laughs> had a 150 percent bump yeah for that weekend. totally unrelated to endgame at all <laughs> no and just for some from for some context on this how big this opening is so domestically it topped 13 of the 22 MCU films. 13 total grosses <laughs> huh. in three days. Wow. It's the fifth highest grossing global Avengers film, period, in three days. Doesn't it's, it? <laughs> yeah. It's only been beaten now by the three Avengers, three previous yeah. Avengers, and Black Panther. Wow. Yeah. So it's already taken over Captain Marvel. Yep, Captain Marvel, Iron Man three, wow. Civil War. This is now this is globally. Yeah. That's yeah. how much money this has made already. That's insane, man. Holy like man. I I don't like this is the film that is going to, and I think it's going to, is going to top Avatar. Yeah. I think it's gonna do it. The two point seven billion dollars yeah. that Avatar sat on since two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to beat it. Infinity yeah. War did over $2 billion yeah. in the same space. This thing has an enormous amount of momentum behind it. Yeah. This thing, even critically, it got an A-plus cinema score. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes score is like upwards 95, of 95, 96 right yeah. Yeah. yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. These are barometers, again, that we, we don't you know adhere to strictly. Yeah. But this is saying that this movie has exceeded all expectations. Yeah. yeah. And the expectations were so high, both from a box office perspective, from a critical perspective, and from a fan and common movie-going yeah. perspective. And to me, it exceeds all of those. And the numbers speak to that. People went out in unprecedented numbers to see this film. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the film itself, too, is designed in a way where it has lots of replay value. You have yeah. to see yeah. this movie more than once. I don't care who you are. I think you really got to go out there and see it. Even though it's three hours long... The last hour and a half alone is enough for you to go back and see this film, but there's so many things and nuggets that you can go back to and pick at, right? Mm -hmm. You're just saying that because you have it in the box office pool (laughs) and you need more money. (laughs) (laughs) Sanjay and I have already given the the golden uh, Spider-Man there to Troy. Coming home, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless like something miraculously happens and nothing is going to be. Well, you know, know, there's Lion King. There's there's uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, who knows, right? That's that's like Rise of Skywalker is the the end. But I just there's no the, the momentum. Is yeah. not there for yeah. that. I th- it's going to be big. Yeah. It's going to be definitely big. It's yeah. going to be 200 million plus big. Yeah. But it's not going to be 357. Yeah, this <laughs> no. is something like we've never seen before. I think I think if me and Tim combine Skywalker and Lion King, maybe we have a shot to take you down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> no, but bringing this home, that this was done by a few individuals. This, the production cast and crew and all this was absolutely enormous. You know, do you take them filming Infinity War and Endgame? back to back these films although filmed at the same time are very two different and distinct films yeah where infinity war itself plays to we can catch you up you can go into this without seeing mcu films this film in itself was more or less a love letter to the mcu and you need to watch a lot of films to get what was going on here yeah this 
unforgivingly just said, you have to be an MCU film watcher to understand what's going on here. Mm -hmm. It didn't take a lot of time. There's a lot of exposition there, but it didn't take a lot of time to say, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? Mm -hmm. They just jumped feet first into this film and just went with it. Yeah. And I, I love that about the film. And that, to me, a lot of credit goes to writers, directors. We got Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. These guys are are legends in the MCU yes. writing universe. They've written everything from the first Avenger on in Cap Story. They've written both of these last two Infinity War films or Infinity films. And they have crafted something so special here. And the, the rapport with the Russos, the Russo yes. brothers. These guys have delivered the best films in the MCU. For sure. You yeah. know, barring Black Panther, yeah. Ragnarok, and a few others. But these guys delivered Winter Soldier, yeah. Game yeah. Changer, Civil War, and these two Infinity films. Not like, bad resume. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And I think that speaks volumes to having, you know, this this kind of group of, of guys that have put this and crafted this. And I just want to make sure we gave these guys a shout out because they crafted such an unbelievable arc, not only mm. for Captain America, but for Iron Man, for yes. Thor, for everyone, while taking little pieces of the MCU along. And I think that's a huge testament to having consistency in good writing. Yeah. yeah. Goes like, a long way. It goes a very long way and very particular attention to detail like if you watch this film the details are so important yes. mm-hmm. yeah. it's the little things the little little spots little cameos you know the little easter eggs that we see in yeah. this that amp it up this is that repeatability you're talking about yeah, Troy. exactly that you got to go back because there's things that are online that i didn't see mm-hmm. first go yeah especially in the end that yeah. i'm like whoa i can't believe i missed that yeah because there's so much going on. But yeah, go huge back. shout out to the writers and directors of this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why I go back. You know, that's why I was kind of comparing it to uh, to Hickman. Because I feel like Infinity War is kind of like that uh, Avengers when we had uh, Countdown. Yep. Where time runs out. Right? And then we get into Endgame, which feels like the Secret Wars. The yep. payoff, right? So, um, Secret Wars 2015. But what these guys have done, this is just like a, a comic book sweaty's dream what they unfolded (laughs) here it really is something else i don't know if we're ever going to see something like this again um but yeah can't can't give enough praise to those guys and of course kevin feige i mean i gave praise Mm -hmm. to him last episode we all did but uh man just making this vision that's that's so key i feel with these films is that vision and they they fulfilled it and i can't wait to see the next 10 years going forward oh yeah it's that it's that long form storytelling and that goes back to the hickman yeah nod there is that they had a plan for this. Exactly. Like there's, there was a clear plan laid out. When you look at the seeds of Thanos, you look at the arcs of Iron Man, Captain mm. America, Thor, not so much, yeah. but those two key characters, right? They, they had a plan from 2008 forward. Yeah, they, you know, it ebbs, flows, shifts, and all that yeah. as the tides do, but there was a clear, straight path that this was going to happen, laying the seeds, because it all builds together so well. Yeah. Even yeah. characters like Ant-Man, who... Oh. When they debuted, it's like, wow, this is a bit of an odd character. Yeah. And then they've got these films that build, and they play such an important role in this humongous movie. Yeah. Which is, and we're, you know, questioning, you know, why aren't some of these characters in Infinity War? Like, yeah. Oh, this was supposed to be, it all gets answered yeah. here. Like, they leave no, nothing yeah. untouched. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a TV series, like a season of a TV series, but like with 22 episodes, and each yeah. one costs like 150 to $200 million. <laughs> Expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you're making two bill, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, you cover it awfully quickly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I think it's time to take the restraints off here, the cuffs off here. Let's get into the spoiler talk. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to kind of just talk a little bit about some promotion here, because I want to just touch on how well it was done, but that involves us spoiling a few things here. So, Spoiler alert, clearly we all recommend this film. I'm certain that you're listening to this, you have seen this film. <laughs> but 
this is it. Spoiler tag. We're going full spoilers. We are not going to relent here. We are going to go full bore and talk about everything Endgame here, starting with the promotion. We've been watching the trailers for months now, trying to piece together some semblance of what this film was. And we were told at the onset, first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't appear to be the case. But one thing they did and they took particular attention to was modifying the trailers. They're going through and altering scenes, altering costumes, hair, presence of shields or not. There's a scene here where that whole Iron Man bit from the first trailer, he doesn't look like that in the film. Yeah. No. And so again, huge praise to the promo team to keep us on our toes. You know, we couldn't guess what was going on. We don't spoil the end game. It was a big thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And they went to an enormous amount of effort to make sure that we got that experience. Just think the amount of CGI that they put into altering yeah. for trailers, taking yeah. characters out. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it's funny. This has kind of been a staple now for Marvel. I mean, at least going back as far as I can remember, Civil War, right? Where they had Ant-Man and Spidey removed out with the trailer and the airport scene where they're running after each other. Now it's kind of been a little fun thing they do. Um, It's a good job of hiding stuff from the fans and not spoiling things. At the same time, it's kind of cool to go back at the end after Infinity War and be like, hey, Hulk wasn't Hulk. He was in the Iron Man armor, right? So I like what they did here. And, and, you know, it is a great topic that we had going on for Twitter for a while back. We're all trying to dissect what's going on in these trailers. So I think it's fun. Yeah, it's a great time. Yeah. No, I mean, it's smart. I mean, you don't want to... Nothing sucks worse than when you, like, get something spoiled in the trailer. Yeah. You know, like, it's like... if They could have easily done that, too, because, you know... Hollywood tends to like always have like the big action scenes and stuff. And they didn't show anything from like the final battle and they could have easily just shown clips from that. And then that everyone would have lost their mind, but they, you know, they showed restraint. They knew that they had a hit on their hands, so they didn't have to really, you know, show anything. Yeah. I mean, they did show quite a bit, but I mean, you know, they didn't show like the really good stuff. Well, and that's, that comes to the experience in the theater, right? Is that it's very rare now that we are able to experience things like that. And they mm-hmm. took so much care. And you know what? To be fair, I said we stayed off Twitter for quite a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. But I popped in and out just to promote the show from last mm-hmm. week and all that. People were really good. Yeah. About yeah. not spoiling yeah. things. Everyone respected that, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that allowed us to have that experience. And that really goes to why we're able to do that. Because yeah. the care is put into not spoiling things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did not see these these massive end game fight where i'm calling the infinity war the true infinity war yeah and we didn't see any of that that's why the the roof was coming off of that the clapping the applause yeah. the gas like yeah. unbelievable fight night baby fight <laughs> night. Yeah. let's get into this film so like we always do with our reviews we're going to kind of step through this more or less chronologically hitting on some of the main points now this is a humongous film like you said Troy. We are inevitably going to miss on certain things. But the good thing is, this is a weekly podcast. <laughs> Anything we miss, let us know. We'll come back and talk about it for sure. So this, we're all single viewing here. So we're going to try to do as best we can, pulling this movie apart a little bit, talking about highlights, talking about lowlights, talking about those moments that made, like we said, the roof come off in our theater. Yeah, man. But this movie kicked off in quite a somber way. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw this Hawkeye scene. This kicks off with, you know, low tone, Again, the score. Let's touch on the score just real quickly here. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great score. Oh, yeah. Was it Alex? Alex Silverman or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Oh, Porch. I, I go back to Thanos' yeah. theme, Porch, from the end of Endgame, and they bring it back here. But even Hawkeye's, everything yeah. is perfect. Um, I think you and I were mentioning yes. best score out there for the MCU. And you look yeah. back, 
a year and a half, two years ago, we're talking about MCU. I cannot hum a single thing. I know we've mentioned this before, guys, but yeah. do, 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 oh, do. Yeah. yeah, everyone do, knows that now. Do, do, do. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's there. on there. It's yeah. there, man. Yeah. It, yeah, it's reached iconic status now. Yeah. It, it has. Yeah. And you know, the coolest thing, you know, you go on Twitter and there's people, guys with trumpets in the theater playing the yeah. theme. There's oh, bands oh, playing. But this is, like you said, iconic. It's yeah. become yeah. part of the DNA of the MCU, yeah. which is yeah. something that they were really missing. Mm-hmm. But he nailed this score. And particularly in this first scene yes. because we get the Hawkeye. We know we speculated what was going on mm-hmm. here. Is mm-hmm. this, uh, what's her name? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, what's yeah. Little nods, here? eh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But when we saw this scene, dead silence in our theater. Yeah. And there's one lady up behind us that started crying. Because oh, as, soon as, as soon as this scene came, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, and for I was sure. Just like, oh, I, was yeah. like, see, you know what? I was just like, hands over my face. Oh my. Yeah. His family dust done yeah like a goosebumps talking about yeah that <laughs> setup right especially because they had that moment you know hawkeye and his daughter they're doing yeah. the arrow technique he turns up. his head for two because that's the thing with a parent right you never want to yeah. like take your head off your kid yeah. for too too long that's what right? i was told and then yeah. here he does two seconds and just fills us out and if you you know you look just enough you can see the dusting just a little yeah. bit so yeah. subtle right it's not as in your face as like the tom holland one yeah so subtle oh chills man goosebumps oh, so good yeah. What a way to start a film, right? Yeah. It just takes you on that, that jumps you straight into that motion roller coaster. Yeah. You like down the down the curve oh, there, man. and I couldn't believe how silent the theater was. Yeah, it was. It was. You could hear a pin drop. Well, I, I've heard that twice, right? End of end, uh, end of Infinity War, when yeah. the whole crowd's like, <gasps> and then yeah. the end of Ant Man and yeah. the Wasp, because everybody knew what happened. Yeah. Oh snap, yeah, right? So that's, that's right. This is the third time that I've heard that. I was yeah. just like, yes, this crowd knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's crazy. oh man, the crowd is like. You know, you say like the crowd adds to it. I, I'm it super jealous that I didn't get that experience. Yeah. Telling you, man. man yeah. Okay, so get next it, time we see it. Get yourself a time stone and come yeah. back and join us. <laughs> yeah. All right, so <laughs> what we're going to do is all three of us are going to go to a movie and we'll make the noise and then everyone will like catch on. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But this, and then the interesting part about this, so this sets up Hawkeye for the Rowan persona that we do see after the time jump. Kind of gets, kind of going more or less what we speculated that something had happened to his family and he'd gone down, down this dark path, right? But then, to me, this is... I, and again, we're going to nitpick here and there. So this isn't anything or a detriment to the film. But Tim hates Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> then we jump directly to Iron Man and Nebula. Mm-hmm. And we get the Guardians of the Galaxy, just a quick hit of that, that soundtrack. And to me, you're going from this somber, very emotional, quiet moment. And mm-hmm. then you get, boom, mm-hmm. a bit more of uplifting music. It took me out a little bit mm-hmm. of that moment. Did you guys get the same feel that when we jumped to Nebula and Iron Man and the soundtrack, just how abruptly that felt? Felt a little choppy, especially because it wasn't the Guardians. They tried doing the Guardians flavor without yeah. actually having the Guardians. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, going back to Infinity War, they did it really well when they transitioned from New York with Cap and Spidey and the Wizard. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they went to the Guardians and they played the cool music. That yeah. worked well because the Guardians, we know what they're like. Yeah. We know what we're getting. And um, yeah. the music is like so... Um, um, important with those characters but when it comes to Tony and Nebula it just didn't fit that no. tone right for me at least yeah it definitely like, kind of, I can't even remember what song they played but it was some sort of like pop song I can't remember it was, it was something that was likely on Star-Lord's soundtrack like, yeah. it yeah. felt like James Gunn picked it up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I thought it was like a, it was a neat scene them like interacting having yeah, fun together cool. but the music choice yeah I was like why are they why are they playing this is it was a little strange. Yeah, yeah. That, like, I think there's two places in the film where I felt this abrupt, like, whoa. Yeah. And I kind of had to, I sat back on the edge of my seat, sat back a little bit, had to, like, consume it a little bit. Mm-hmm. This was one of them, and it was just a soundtrack thing. And then you get that nice interplay between 
Tony and Nebula. And there's some really soft moments in there too. Like yeah. when she pops them up and yeah. puts her hand yeah. on her shoulder, that interaction, seeing her, they've worked pretty hard over the last couple of films to humanize Nebula a little bit. Oh, she's been great. Yeah. Oh. To me, one of the standouts. She gets better yeah. and better yeah, every Karen film. Gillian in this role. Yeah. Like she has to be in the next Guardians film. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like I, I, this character really grew on me yeah. in the last couple of films. And in this one in particular, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Cause they've, they've had this really nice arc for her mm-hmm. buried in Guardians films and in Avengers films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see a lot of that come to fruition and the impact of her later on. Like she is a huge player in the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. Comic book story by Jim yeah. Sterling. And she has a huge role in this film. And this starts off with this nice interplay with, with Tony Stark. Anyone yeah. they put opposite Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah, it really does. It's so good. They could put like a stone beside him and he's st- like, it'd yeah. still be like an interesting scene. Yeah. They can yeah. put like a tree. Yeah. yeah. A raccoon. <laughs> yeah, a raccoon, right? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Now, now this scene, now we're going to jump a little bit of here, but we're going to focus in on the rescue of Tony Stark and Nebula. Now, Sanjay, coming out of the theater, I and I talked to a few other people, there was a bit of confusion, right? Because we expected mm-hmm. that. I at first I thought, oh my god, they're actually gonna kill Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. And when she brought them up. I was like, what are they yeah, doing? He's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the light comes. Like, okay, okay. And then it's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of the smile, great little cameo yeah. there. But it took me a minute in the film to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to the end of Captain Marvel, we get that great stinger which we all assumed was plucked directly out of Endgame. We've right. seen mm-hmm. them do this in the past. They did this with Civil War. Yeah. They've done yeah. a couple other films, right? There's nab a scene out that mm-hmm. fits the context of the character. We don't get this. We don't get any real introduction of Captain Marvel yeah. to the Avengers. This Endgame, or this Captain Marvel end credit scene, is really the introduction. So the beeping, we've got white hair Widow, we've got bearded Cap, and mm-hmm. we've got Captain Marvel mm-hmm. here. My assumption coming out of this after thinking is that this scene happens cap's beard we go to flash to cap he shaved it they've sent in my opinion they've sent captain marvel to find tony stark to find nebula right mm-hmm. did you guys get that same thing is that the same bridge that you walked over and kind of connected those two pieces yeah it's, it was weird because i guess that's it's, it's kind of unfortunate because i know like my wife for instance didn't see captain marvel so she was even trying to piece it together yeah. but you know obviously at the end of captain marvel we get that whole sequence of her meeting the avengers right yeah. and taking off but if you didn't see that this would be really hard to even understand even seeing that is kind of hard to understand yeah, agreed. yeah. so um that's yeah that's definitely what i got is that you know she went with avengers they sent her off to find tony but it's kind of weird because how they know tony was even alive like she, well he's talking to pepper i guess somehow right or with the, or, through the i think helmet. it was just like recording messages yeah, in case making messages yeah so how think... did they really know he's out there like, i don't know if they just it. said go find where thanos ship went mm-hmm. type yeah. thing right and because we didn't want it to be like a coincidence right yeah like, captain marvel just zooming by oh there's yeah. a ship yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. it can't be that right no. it doesn't make any sense the cosmos is huge yeah captain right. marvel's all over the place there's no reason that she would intersect with that ship that's just floating through space exactly yeah no and so that's why I had to piece this together. Like, okay, they sent her specifically to find if Tony Stark were the survivors, right? Right. What do you guys call this too, I think, right? Didn't one of you guys call that it's uh, Brie Larson, like Captain Marvel was going to save Tony? I thought uh, we were a while pro- back. Probably me. Probably me. What do you guys yeah. Probably, probably <laughs> me. <laughs> no, no. Troy made the biggest call of the film. <laughs> months and months ago. I don't know, because I seem to recall Natalie Portman being in this film. Yes, you were right. Sanjay. You did call <laughs> no, this last week no. as well. And do you know who else was in this film? Howard the Duck. Oh no, way. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was one of the one cameos. We'll get to it later. Cool. In, really? Like when they're coming out of the yeah the Doctor Strange portal things. Ah, like, I missed that. Like, can you miss it? 
No way. He walks out with a gun, yeah. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. Hilarious. That's yeah. cool. Nice. So so we get Tony Stark rescued and she flies them back to Earth. Cool. I like and that. then he walks off and like he is emancipated. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. what they did here yeah. with Tony Stark. Worst shape we've ever seen him in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. goes to the trailer thing because he looked like normal Robert Downey Jr. And they obviously CGI'd him down to a skinny mess. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, he just didn't eat for like months. Yeah. You know, he's, he's really like getting into care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get kind of this immediate introduction back with, you know, Natasha Romano's Black Widow, yeah. Bruce Banner, Steve Rogers, Rocket Thor and James Rody Rhodes, as well as Pepper Potts, who's yanked out of the trailer as yeah. well. Kind of the the relief, the reveal that Tony Stark is back. It is Tony Stark proper. And he goes through this kind of PTSD, this whole guilt thing, which I love how it builds into his next part of the arc. Because yes. he's not really part of the first death of Thanos here. No. Because mm-hmm. no. where heroes kind of group back together, they kind of get suited up along with Captain Marvel, and they go after Thanos. Now, Thanos is, as Nebula puts it, out on the garden. And this is a bit of a toss back to some of the common folks, which is really cool. The garden's a real thing. And they find this injured Thanos. He's used the stones again. That's how they're able to track him. And he reveals that he has removed the stones forever. He has snapped them out of existence. And this puts him in quite a state. And then we see Thor here after Captain Marvel. And we see kind of Rhodes and all that go for the head. Yes. After chopping off the gauntlet. Yeah. Two really cool scenes. Mm. Yeah. What do you guys think of, you know, we're five or eight minutes into the film and all of a sudden we're fighting Thanos and he's dead. So we just spent Infinity War chasing this guy, yeah. watching him decimate the universe. And yes, albeit he is weakened, we go immediately into this film and Thanos is dead. Mm-hmm. Head on the floor. Very reminiscent, spoiler alert for comic books, of what happened in the recent comic book run. Yes. Head chopped right Yeah, yeah, really? that's a good okay. call. Yeah, that's right. I yes. know what you're going with there. Yeah. So what, what were you guys, what's your guys' take on that? Like, we go emotional. We're back with Tony. The group's back together. We're going to what I assume was going to be a fight and failure yeah. to yeah. a success. Yeah. yeah. The death of our previous films, <laughs> whether you want to call them protagonists or antagonists, I don't really know. It depends mm-hmm. upon what perspective we're looking at here. But gone. Yeah. Infinity Stones, gone. <laughs> you know, our, our method or our path to redemption all gone yeah yeah so what would you guys take on that uh that's pretty crazy you know i was like getting walk out and leave because i'm like okay movie's over we (laughs) beat thanos we're done (laughs) save two hours and 52 minutes uh no it definitely took me by surprise uh you know like uh, what was the last jedi saying subvert your expectations this this didn't go the way that you think yeah Yeah, (laughs) this one definitely didn't go the way i was gonna think so the rest of the time i was thinking okay well thanos is gone so now they had to get something. And then I was like, okay, it's most likely going to be time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but up until that point, I was still like, I don't know which way they're going to go to defeat Thanos. Yeah. Like maybe they'll get the th- uh, the stones back and just reverse it or something. So up until that point, you know, I was like a little bit like didn't know. But then I was like, okay, so it definitely has to be time travel now. It was a cool scene though. Yeah. It was yeah. a good fight. Uh, Thor just goes medieval on oh, Thanos. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was dope. I um I, I knew for sure we were going to get more Thanos, obviously. Just, I mean, looking yeah. at the, yeah. the Marvel Legends builder figure. <laughs> Thanos, so I knew we were going to get that gold-plated uh, Thanos. But, um, man, Captain Marvel. Oh, man. I, yeah. I love her attitude going into nah. this battle. Where yeah. She's like, I'm going to go after him right now with you guys or without you. Yeah. yeah. She has like that Raphael Wolverine kind of oh, vibe. Oh, totally. Where she's yeah. Like, badass. Lone I wolf. love that. Yeah. But, but she's still like, like she's a boss like she can do it she doesn't yeah. need them and so they're like all right let's do it because they're desperate mm-hmm. we've seen the avengers desperate and they want that payback and yeah. especially the build up that um 
Thor's had from Infinity War yeah. that we know that he's like, I'm going to be the one to kill Thanos. So I just right. love how they brought that all together. And I, I think, Tim, you mentioned when we left that you know, the first 20, 15 minutes of this film, you really could have slapped that at the back yes. end of Infinity War and it would have played out pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah. This is one of those scenes that I feel like. So, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a great scene. And, uh, yeah, I, I like your call of where you're going with that comic of how they uh, – yeah. took out Thanos well yeah, awesome. wasn't it Thanos at the end of Infinity where it says you should have went for the head yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I went yeah. for the head yeah. yeah great callback no hesitation from Thor there yeah yeah. and then that goes a little bit to, your, to the point you're making there Troy about the pacing that's one of the things that and you guys called it out right when we're doing a spoiler free is that the last hour and a half mm. is unbearably oh. fast yeah and yeah. incredible but the first part of this film, the overall structure, is quite a bit different yeah. than we've seen from any other MCU film. And that goes to the reliance of Infinity War and yeah. you watching that and coming into this. Yes. Because you take the first hour, it's more or less an epilogue to Infinity War. Yeah. We kind of wrap up some of the big things. We revisit with some of the heroes that we know weren't present in Infinity War. We wrap up Infinity War with the death of Thanos mm-hmm. and the redemption, or not so much the redemption, but Thor getting his revenge. Yeah. And then we're left with nothing. Yeah. And so the pacing of this, albeit in the theater, you're thinking, okay, one's going to be our first big battle. Yeah. We're gonna do yeah. The expectation is, yeah, we're going to go straight into it. But no, it's a quick, easy, boom, done. Yeah. And then we go into the time jump. Five years later. Yes. This was another gas moment in the theater for us. We all expected there was going to be a time jump. We knew. We saw it from the trailers, hair different, whatever. Yeah. But... The expectations were six months, maybe a year. Yeah. But they have gone and driven five years into the future. I love that they went this far. Yeah. They saw this much development in characters. And we're going to walk through this, but every character is in a very different place. From the scene where they fight Thanos to five years later. I think this is great for character development. Yes. And it makes all the difference for this film and for the stakes of this film that has been five years since the dusting, since the snap. Did you guys like the time jump? Loved it. And yeah. I think our crowd did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty good. And you said, you mentioned, you know, it builds the character depth. And yeah. uh, it, was, it was good. It was a good uh, subverting of my expectations. Yeah. It allows us <laughs> to do something different in this film. You're not having to walk through and go through the steps of grief with all yeah. of these characters. We're boom dropped into it. And we have all these new characters to catch up with. You know, with the death of Thanos, the no stones destroyed, the world has begun to move on. Yeah. You know, we see Steve Rogers not really avenging so much, no. not really leading the group, but nope. doing more of this uh, almost Sam like some whistling type. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And nice cameos in there. The whole crowd loved it. Yeah, Russo. Joe, Joe Russo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who else was sitting in there, apparently, which I didn't recognize. This is from online. It's Jim Starling. Creator, no way. Creator, of Thanos. Yeah, creator of Thanos, Drax, Gamora, I believe. No yeah, way. Wow. As well. So nice nod to the creator of uh, the big oh, villain here. Nice. That's so cool. We've got Natasha Naromov refusing to move on, mm-hmm. running what is kind of a pseudo-Avengers group. New Avengers that's right cool, there kind yeah. of going on, man. And this kind of goes to my, which obviously isn't true, but I pegged her as leading the Avengers yeah. at the end of this film. <laughs> yeah. 50-50 called it, right? Yeah. I mean, still, you still got the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she led for She's a bit. It. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool to see her leading, you know, we've got, um, okay, or Aoki. Yeah. I, can't, I, never I, I can never, I always butcher yeah. it. War Machine. War Machine. We've got the Galactic End with the new Dew. Yeah. yeah Captain, Captain Marvel's Marvel. looking comic accurate, man. Yeah. 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 And I think 
What's nice about Captain Marvel, too, and what they do is they plant a nice little seed for Phase 4 mm-hmm. in the sense that Captain Marvel, when they're saying, when do you come back to Earth? And she's yeah. like, I'm pretty busy out here. Yeah. yeah. No, the rest of the world doesn't have you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 Shit's gone down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love that. And they got Rocket making fun of her. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's great, little great dynamic that we're seeing in there. Now, one of the things that comes out of, uh, from the Wakanda side of things, mm-hmm. from Aoki, is this earthquake under the water, and that's yeah. a word about People are speculating. Troy, yeah. enlighten a little? You know, at first, too, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, shoot, this could possibly be Namor. But I'm still not there. I mean, maybe they've kind of planted the seeds a little bit, but I don't think they're 100% committing because yeah. they still don't really have the rights. I think it's Universal where he's yeah. he's tied up. So it's kind of like a fun nod out there. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll get their, their, their billion-dollar water boy eventually <laughs> to rival DC. But um, I think it's a cool, cool, yeah. nice little nod. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think they're gonna go full bore with Namor, um, especially with it coming near Wakanda. We yeah. saw that like teaser poster I was making like waves online where it's like Namor, it's like King versus King, oh. Black Panther two. But it's, it presses the set in Hickman run, right? Yeah. With Namor yeah. versus Black Panther, and yeah. that's that's even into now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They yeah. still have issues. Oh yeah. I mean, that, comics, that'd be yeah. huge. Like, how do you build on the back of Black Panther? It had one of the best villains of all time. Well, you just throw Namor in. Yeah. Well, it's cool, too, because Namor is the first mutant. So that's another oh, way of kind really? of using your X-Men. Yeah, he's yeah. the very first mutant. And Invader with Cap as exactly. well, right? So yeah. there's lots yeah. you could do there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So who's playing Namor? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and the other character we catch up real quickly here is Clint Barton. So yes. it's more of a reference before we get into the kind of the Ronin end of it of War Machine is looking for him on behalf of Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, your bodies are piling up. This is definitely Clint. Yeah. Like he's kind of got off the deep end, and she's—it's very like a Winter Soldier hunt, right? Yes. Yeah. That, like um, Sam Wilson and Captain. It's mm-hmm. like let's find this guy. Bodies are piling up, but we we need to find him. He's our friend. Yeah. So really cool. And then Ant Man. This is a yeah. character that we did not see, but this really is what drives the whole narrative of the back end of this, the five years later, and what we eventually get into the time. Yeah. We've got the Quantum Realm stuff that was established in Ant Man and the Wasp. So this is a film on its own that established basically the whole underlying foundation for Endgame here. Brilliant. I love seeing Paul Rudd. His interaction with with Steve and uh, Black Widow here, Natasha Romanoff, coming back. His insertion into this is fantastic. Now this film, we're going to talk a little bit about here about the tone of it. It jumps around a little bit. We go from very emotional moments to very quiet moments to big bombastic moments to very funny moments, very Marvel moments. And Paul Rudd does provide a lot of that. So this early onset, like... The let, let's talk a little bit about the kind of the comedic end of things here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's provided by a couple of characters we're going to talk about here in a minute. But Paul Rudd, I think to me, has the best delivery here, the most organic delivery of that comedic tone. And I love this first little part where they're starting to like, okay, we've got to put a team together here. This this mm-hmm. this time jump stuff seems like legit. Maybe we can fix something here. Yeah. And I love how Paul Rudd can, you know, talk about the quantum realm but also throw in really weird references to this thing and be funny kind of in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ant-Man was great in this. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Ant-Man and the Wasp, the movie, but here it works so well. Like, just seeing Paul Rudd do his thing, interacting with the other Avengers. Mm-hmm. But we need to talk about the real hero of the film. The, the mouse, the rat, you know. That's splinter. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one who knows how to work the controls that no one else knows for five years. They just let it go vacant. What was up with that? Well, that was funny because it was like he was in like a storage locker, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, who took that 
van off that roof and was like, this is clearly Scott Lang's van. We're going to put it in a storage locker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. With like, a big machine in the back. Of it. Like, yeah. no one opened that and looked. No one's like, maybe if I, pr-, like, it seemed pretty easy. The yeah. mouse just hit three buttons and yeah. it was good to go. Spits in that. I mean, if there was no more mice and he never did that, then Thanos wins and he never, never comes back. That's right. Yeah. Lucky that the mouse didn't get a rat, I guess. Didn't get snapped at existence. <laughs> <laughs> You should like feed him all the cheese in the world. He should be like King Rat now. Yeah, there you go. Master Splinter, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so the three of these go on kind of a pseudo recruitment mm-hmm. for putting together a team, an Avengers team, to really start to drive forward this idea of we may have a way to get them back. Now, this involves going to three of our big heroes, and each of these heroes are in very different places. It seems that Nat... Ant-Man, of course, because he's been gone for five hours. And Steve Rogers are in relatively the same place. They've come to some acceptance, but maybe not us type thing. But we go to Stark, I believe, first. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember the the structure of the film here. Um, But maybe after better. It doesn't really matter here, but we're going to talk about Stark first. Because he has had the most dramatic change mm-hmm. out of all of these characters. Maybe not physically, but his life is very different. He's yeah. he's married Pepper Potts, and they've had a kid, and they've named it Morgan. This was referenced in Infinity War. Yeah. This is a nice way to get reintroduced to Iron Man, to Tony Stark here, because you've seen this character go from this selfish, you know, self-involved character to almost this selfless hero Mm -hmm. and his interaction with this young girl is absolutely brilliant i love you 3000 yeah oh so good tugging at your heartstrings i love seeing tony in this role very unexpected at least at this stage in the film for me Mm -hmm. i was expecting this way later on yeah but i like what they did here and his almost refusal to join them because he is happy with his life and that's a huge driving point for what eventually happens later on in the film with the bringing back of the dusted yeah so Tony Stark, guys. Yeah, no, this this is great because Tony, you, you mentioned earlier in this review that um, just his interaction going with any characters is fantastic. But we've seen his interactions with a young Tom Holland yeah. and even the kid in um, Iron Man 3. Harley, yeah. Because right. he's always been a hard ass on these kids. So it's really neat to see him with his own kid and he has a softer spot. A softer spot we've never really seen apart from maybe with Pepper. So it was really cool to see that interaction. Again, it's pulling on all of our heartstrings because we have that that little girl yeah. too, right? Yeah. So that is great to see. But I really like what they did here because I think that's something that's going into with Endgame that I did want at least one of the characters to kind of accept the fate of Thanos. Yes. Not necessarily like Thanos, but kind of move on. And I'm, I'm yeah. glad they picked Tony to be yeah. the one to do that because it is a very big driving point going forward into this film. So I think they pulled it off well. And it's a great setup for going into further films, yeah. obviously, too. Yeah. See, I thought with the way they're going to take it is, so they're talking about the time travel and whatnot. I thought they're going to travel back in time, defeat Thanos, and then erase like the whole dusting. Mm-hmm. But then... Uh, Tony wouldn't want to do it because then he wouldn't have his kid anymore. And I thought that was kind of like the quandary or like the conundrum he was going to have to think about. Like, do I go back in time and save everybody, but then my kid's no longer here? Mm-hmm. Or do I like do it for like the great? It was, I thought that's like, that, that was the route they were going to go, but. Uh, yeah, I'm happy they didn't do that. Yeah. Because yeah. that would have been a very difficult thing to watch. Yeah. She's between right. his kid mm-hmm. and Half the rest of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And so, but that, the important piece of that, though, is that makes it so that things matter. Like, yes. I did, we didn't, we said before, you can't just go race Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. You can't screw around with the timeline so much. It's just like, oh, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. Boom, 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 time stone, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This makes it, and I love that they maintain the fact that the dusted when they return they remember being dusted yeah and it's going to be now their lives and adjusting to life 
five years later yeah. in the absence of all that we see scott lang when he's wandering around trying to figure out what's going on yeah. and he runs into his daughter cassie yeah like the big memorial in san francisco there like that's a really cool scene mm-hmm. about what phase four could be and planting the seeds for that is how they're dealing with the fallout we spent five years and seeing the character development here now plunk those characters now a lot of people are the people out of time yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. and they, they have this missing time and they have to make up for all of it so that's it's a really cool point and I love, like you said, Troy, that they use Tony mm-hmm. as that, that kind of frame of reference for the person that changed the most. Yeah. That accepted. Because you go back to all of the Tony Stark appearances, his idea is planning the futurist, yes. planning for the future, and not willing to sit and accept. And for him to sit back and be like, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's and that great. goes to the idea of guilt, the loss of Peter Parker we see yeah. playing a huge impact oh, yeah. on Tony Stark throughout this. And so yeah. having Spider-Man in this universe mm-hmm. has changed the character of Tony Stark That's so right. much. Yeah. And it's, it's great character development to see here. Now, one of the other characters that we run into, and this is the other abrupt moment I found <laughs> in the film, and that's Professor Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we all said last week that he was going to show up. We saw the, the, you know, the promo material that showed a professor looking Hulk yep. and all that. This one, I was like, whoa. <laughs> they, there's a bit yeah. of exposition that explains, you know, I was in my lab for a while. I mm-hmm. figured I had to embrace it, combine the two, walking, talking, big green Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew on me a lot because mm. he, he played more of the comedic role than I expected. Yeah. And, but I liked it by the end. It took me a little while to kind of get used to all of it. Mm-hmm. But did you guys find that same abrupt, like, holy, we're, he's a superhero Ooh. taking <laughs> selfies, you know? Yeah. A little different. Yeah, you know, it, it, it threw me off. Um, one, because if Hulk's going to be intelligent, I still want to hear the Hulk talk and not Bruce, yeah. if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, the whole costume get up to is a little weird. And for me, if I'm going to have like an intelligent monster, I want that to be beast and not Hulk. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, in doses, it works for me, like in the comics, sure. Cool. And it doses throughout the film. It would have been all right. But just hearing more Mark Ruffalo than actual Hulk. Cause I feel like that took over more for me. It, this is it kinda, face. Yeah. yeah. That, that took me out. That's I think Hulk was perfect in Ragnarok. I think that's like the perfect amount of yeah. like, intelligent hulk that we need mm-hmm. and you know uh beginning of infinity war but this hulk here and it makes sense for the evolution of the character yeah. that he's getting like each step he's getting better at controlling the hulk but this is a little too much for me no so sanjay what's your, what's your thoughts of professor hulk yeah i'm i'm with you guys like it definitely took me a little bit out of the film like he seemed like kind of like a cheesy like ex-celebrity used car yeah, salesman yeah. that's trying to like hang on to former glory like yeah. i expected him to have like a chain of like fast food restaurants no kidding like, like have the hulk burger yeah <laughs> <laughs> get a hulk toy with your yeah. hulk meal hulk dog yeah angry you know yeah <laughs> and it, was, it seemed like you know if he's gonna have like the brain of like of a professor or like a scientist but like the brawn of the hulk he could have been like this like awesome like killing fighting machine because he could like come up with tactics and like mm-hmm. stuff to like destroy people. But I don't even remember seeing him fight in the final battle at all. He was just kind of like lifting up the building. Well, he was kind of he did the first snap too, right? Yeah, yeah which was yeah. great. Oh yeah, yeah that's I really true. Yeah, liked that, yeah, one. that was good. That, that was a good scene. Yeah, yeah. Huh. you know. The thing that may have made this less abrupt, and there was an interview with the writers where originally in Infinity War, and this mm-hmm. is one of the things that you could pick out, that there was supposed to be the evolution in there a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Where they would come to some compromise and he would come out as a more intelligent but nice. still more Hulk. Nice. Yeah. This, because it's a five-year jump and mm-hmm. we do see everyone a bit different, but this is the most abrupt change where we go from 
Hulk not wanting to come out to being this brooding, crazy monster to, yeah, the Ruffalo. Yeah. And I think it's just that we had no time to absorb the transition. Right. Where over whatever it is, been a few films, we went from kind of the mindless Hulk and Incredible Hulk to yeah. something a bit more refined in Avengers. And then, like you said, Ragnarok yeah. and all that. We're, we're seeing that step evolution, but it's been pretty slow. Yeah. Where this one just goes, okay, yeah. we're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ha- it almost like Bouncer Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just to I, fix it, Hulk, too, right? Yeah. I would have liked to see in a scene of, like, Mark Ruffalo debating that. He's like, if I go into this chamber... I'll come out, but I'll always be the Hulk, but I'll have my brain yeah. and kind of like an internal dialogue of him. Like, should I do it? Should I not mm-hmm. kind of like add, add a little bit more like weight to the it's quite transformation a decision to make, to be mm. like that forever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like he can't drive anymore. No, but it's... he can't date anymore. Well, well, yeah. maybe, I mean, she helped maybe. Yeah. Cousin, <laughs> cousin um, but I, I think to me, it grew on me. And I mm-hmm. think second viewing, mm-hmm. this character is going to benefit quite a bit from for sure. Me yeah. Because he played kind of that goofy end when he was that I'm almost intelligent enough to do this time travel thing, but not quite. Yeah. And he had some good rapport with Ant-Man and that, but it played more comedic than it did intelligent Bruce Banner. Yeah. It's kind of like, we know we got the second rate Tony Stark to try to help us with right. this, but we yeah. need actually Tony Stark to come help us. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a nice way to help explain the mechanics. Cause that's another thing he does is he explains the mechanics of time travel a little bit. Right. And mm-hmm. they have that nice interaction about back to the future being bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. This and that and the other Which I thing. really liked. Yes. I liked that a lot yeah. because with time travel, we all have our, our own ideas of time yeah. travel, but at the end of the day, like it's not real. So it's cool yeah. that they're like, Throw that all out the window. We're making our own time yeah. travel. Yeah, own rules. I've yeah. got a diagram in front of me. Yeah, man. We're going to get super sweaty here. <laughs> yes, we are. Now, one of the other characters, one of the big characters from the original Avengers, that <sighs> Thor was awesome. In Infinity War. <laughs> he had a big arc in Infinity War. Yeah. He was one of the main focal characters. Other than Thanos, he had the most screen time. Mm-hmm. And coming off the back end of Ragnarok, we saw a huge evolution of this character. Yes. Something very different. This is one that... Yes, it was funny in the moment. Yeah. But Fat Thor (laughs) did not work in the long run. I liked him working with Mike and Korg and bringing Valkyrie back and him being like a big Lebowski and kind of this drunk fat guy. (laughs) But it was fine for the introduction and seeing, okay, this is how Thor has dealt with it. Because we're seeing, you know, how everyone's dealt with the five years later with the dusting and all that. He's gone down this path. It's funny for a while. Yeah. But it grows tiresome. By the time we get to the final battle, I'm thinking, okay, where's like normal skinny yeah, Thor here? Yeah, like I don't up. like the beard, yeah. the hair. Yeah. You know, we saw this character to go through this dramatic change, and now we're somewhere in between, and it's really hard to make Hemsworth look fat. Yeah, like, yeah, pros- prosthetics. Didn't look yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So fat Thor. No, so is a massive cell. I'm with you. Like we had the trip to um, New Asgard. As, New Asgard. Well, I, that's I thought cool. that was cool. I thought yeah. it was funny. It, it felt like Hulk felt a little Shrekish like for yeah. me when yeah. he's riding on the back there. You know, and <laughs> the then music too. Didn't and, and the music, yeah. and then you know, they're playing Xbox. I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a, like a YouTube short, but yeah. it's cool. Yeah. And then it just went on too long, and I'm like, I want like you, know, <laughs> I want Chiseled Thor back, you know, because that that's the dude, especially yeah. because after. Ragnarok, like that's the Thor to me, and I just felt like this is it's, it's dragging on too much as an ongoing gag. And uh, you know, his hair came back long, that's cool for me, that worked, but I just didn't care too much for like the out of shape Thor, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me, especially because he's always been drinking tons of beer on Asgard, yeah. right? And he's been in shape the whole time, now he's like gained some weight off of it. It just it didn't work for me, 
Yeah, yeah, like I like the idea of him going to exile after killing yeah. Thanos. Like yeah. that's cool, yeah. and like you know him kind of being a recluse. But yeah, I agree. Like you have Chris Hemsworth. Let's be honest, like one of the hottest men on the planet, and like he's like chiseled, he's ripped. You know, sh- show it off, man. Like I'm not like body shaming Thor, but yeah. like it's not like Chris Hemsworth like got out of shape and then it's like okay, well we'll just like throw it in the right. film. It's like they purposely went out of their way to like make him look out of shape. Yeah, you know, it's like. Just let him show his natural body, like, yeah, and it's so obvious. Like, they even, like yeah. you said, the CG didn't even look that good. Well, it's like they can de-age someone like fifty years, but they can't even make Thor look like like it looked like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah it did. right. Like, <laughs> like you guys like made uh, who was it? Kurt Russell and like Michael Douglas look like they're in their twenties again. Yeah. yeah, you can't. What? Yeah, <laughs> did the budget all go to that? Or yeah, really? Well, it's it's more of the gag too, right? Yeah, I, I liked yeah. it. I was like, okay, this is funny. Yeah, yeah, but. You want to see the characters come out of that. And I was hoping when they went to Asgard, yeah. his mom was like, okay. And as soon as he got to Asgard, became worthy. It was just like, boom, off, melts it in there. Yeah. And just some throwaway line, like, how did you do that? And just like, oh, well, I'm Asgardian. Yeah, I'm a god. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, but, and that's almost that acceptance of like him coming back to being proper Thor. Yeah. And this goes to the idea of the comedic delivery. Like Hemsworth is the guy that can deliver those lines. So we saw funny. Ragnarok, even Infinity War. He's so good. Yeah. But he's kind of given the short end of the writing on this. It was yeah. almost like they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah throughout this film and he's just you know he's got the shirt on he's yeah. wandering around he's drinking beer with the, with the yeah. shades yeah. yeah and they're trying to figure everything out and it's just such an abrupt change from everything we've seen yeah yeah in thorn i like development of characters but this like we said it's just a bit too much for too long yeah for too long yeah yeah, yeah. i mean especially we'll get to it but like the final battle when the three of them are battling thanos and like they're all looking badass he yeah. should he should have been in his former glory for yeah. sure you know like rocking like the traditional thor costume with like maybe even the helmet on yeah like they're there yeah it took away from me from that final battle when he had when you could see the gut yeah in the suit and all that right yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah. yeah yeah it was just yeah, a the, bit too much even if you went with the the idea of he took on more of the role as uh was it the dr daniel what was he in the comics he's referred yeah. to as oh, um, daniel blake or? yeah like donald blake donald, donald blake. blake if you went yeah. like that for a little bit of the film yeah still out of shape whatever and then at, the, at least at the final battle he does the whole thing where he changes into like the mighty Thor that we all know. Just like get hit by lightning and it melts away, yeah. right? <laughs> or if you had nothing to do with Thor, yeah, show don't show him. Yeah, like say yeah. he's in like refuses to come out. Like Valkyrie yeah. has a line, mm-hmm. and then he shows up. Like I know we had that big moment in Infinity War. Yeah, so it might feel a bit you don't want to do it there. again, but that'd be oh, cool. Okay. Like where he's just in pure exile, where yeah. you don't really see him throughout the film. He's not really part of say the heist or anything like that and yeah. you have rocket having to go or someone having to go to asgard without the help of thor yeah i don't know where you bring Val- it just seems like we had such a big arc but we didn't know what to do with him yeah. here so here's some kind of funny shtick and yeah hemsworth it's a delivery but yeah we're not gonna belabor that anymore yeah. but to me that's probably the one thing that sticks out in the film as being like eh. one of the weaker points i'd say yeah yeah i mean if that's your weakest point you're doing pretty good yeah, yeah. Damn good. yeah. here now yeah. ronin hawkeye here oh you mean punisher punisher that <laughs> ass character i love them giving hawkeye something to do here mm-hmm. he's going after people that survive you know he's he's upset about his family being dusted in these villains these you know bad guys if you will are the ones that survive so he's taken upon himself to be kind of the judge jury and executioner awesome scene here love seeing barton doing stuff ronan we saw him we knew he was coming did it deliver yeah you know i'm, I'm gonna be funny here i love this scene i like what they did with ronan 
but it felt out of place for me in this one. I, I might be the odd one out here, but it felt very like John Wick and it was cool. It's like John Wick meets the Wolverine, like the second Wolverine movie. Yeah. But in an Avengers film, it just, it felt misplaced for me, but I love the scene. I love what he's doing. Mm. I love the look of Ronan. Actually, you prefer the look so of Ronan cool. more than Hawkeye. Yeah. And I love the moment that he has with Natasha at the end of yeah. that scene. But it just, I don't know. All the scenes that we had building up before this, this just felt like from a different movie, if that makes any yeah. sense. Oh, if yeah, I could 100%. take anything away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was Punisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was thinking about it. So, they, like, they bring everyone back, but all the people that he kills aren't coming back because nope. no. they've been killed. So, like, is he going to have be, like, an outlaw now, like, chased from the law? Because he's killed, like... How Again, many people? Because he's already like an outlaw. Yeah. With Cap's oh, team, right? yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So like, is he no longer gonna have the like ankle bracelet? He's gonna have it back on, or like maybe they'll explore that in like a TV series, or like maybe he'll get his own movie. Well, he's apparently getting his own he's Disney Plus show. Yeah. 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 Where he's passing the mantle along. Now, what this this scene does, and we've seen this from Natasha as well, is this starts to build the big emotional Natasha Clint Barton arc that we do see come to a head in this film. This has been built since the first Avengers. We didn't know if they were together. And then the whole thing with Ultron, with her being Aunt Nat and all this. But to me, this the problem with this whole build, and once we get to kind of the, the whole Vormir thing and all that, it doesn't land. I never, I never feel, I don't know what it is, but I never feel that deep emotional connection that they're trying to give you on the screen. This scene is meant to be with the hand holding the I, you know, I know what you're going through, Clint, and that whole idea. And we see interaction with them on the ship when they're talking about Budapest and all that. I never fully buy into mm. that emotional arc. Did you guys have the same problem with that? Because this is really the kickoff of it, and the end is kind of the back and forth there, which we'll get mm -hmm. to. But it never builds properly in the same way that the Pepper, the Pepper and Spider-Man and Tony stuff does, the Cap right. stuff. Does. Like to me, there's so much more there. And we come off this big scene with Hawkeye at the start. Yeah. I never get to that point again with this character. Yeah. You know, it's funny because yeah, the, the chemistry and worker soldier between Cap and oh, yeah. works way more for me, Cap and Black Widow. And even when they had that talk um, during the whole new Avengers scene, yeah. you could say, and it's just unfortunate because we didn't get, enough Hawkeye and Black Widow throughout this whole franchise. Yeah. So I went with it. It worked for me, but I totally know what you're saying because I just don't think we've had enough scenes of yes. them together to establish that relationship. Maybe in the show that she's going to have or movie, sorry, that she's going to have, they'll establish more of that relationship. Mm -hmm. It's probably a prequel. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I'm there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think they would have put the movie out before this and then you've been like, oh yeah, that Budapest whole like scene. We know what happens. We know you know that they're back and forth and their connection to each other but now that like the movie's coming out after it's kind of like the, you know the solo effect it's like mm -hmm. a, a solo movie after of a dead character we don't know whether she's gonna do it's a soul stone again remember yeah yeah well, it could yeah. take place during the four years or five years right? that's yeah. true yeah five years. yeah um yeah i mean it it worked i definitely thought that clint was gonna bite it you yeah. know you hear all these news about okay Here's Black Widow's movie. They cast so-and-so. It's moving along. You just kind of figured she's going to survive. Mm -hmm. Which is a nice swerve. But yeah. It's, you want that emotional stakes. And I think you're right, Troy, is that they don't... A lot of their chemistry and a lot of their history is told to you. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of it in yeah. all of these films. You get bits and pieces of it. 
but maybe not quite enough. I think that's probably what it is, is yeah. that you just don't buy it enough because we spent all of Winter Soldier yeah. with the two, with Natasha and, and Steve, and you buy that relationship. Yeah. It's almost like a brother-sister relationship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this is meant to be kind of that same thing. I think the stakes would have been higher if it was Steve and Nat oh, as opposed yeah. to Clint uh, and Nat. Definitely. I see where they're going, and I know what they're trying to do here, Yeah. but it's one of the, th- the emotional threads that just doesn't pull through for me. Yeah. But that's okay. It's not a huge detriment to the movie, but mm-hmm. again, as we go through these things. Unwatchable. Yeah, unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about time travel. As we have established all of our heroes, their whereabouts, the five years later, the recruitment of this, we get kind of a whole bunch of exposition about time travel here. We knew this was coming. We knew they were going somewhere. But they, like you said, Troy, they kind of throw everything out the window. Yeah. And they say, it's all BS. This yeah. is, and we're going to put our <laughs> own rules down. Now, this is where some of the more of the bigger criticism comes. Like, and I think you said this before we started recording, Sanjay, was that you have to leave some of that at the door. Yeah. yeah. This is a superhero movie. Time travel in comics is a mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this <laughs> tries to establish some basic rules. They do step on them sometimes, but I think it's okay what they do here so what they do for time travel is they essentially say and this comes through exposition is that you can't change the current timeline by going to the past so there is a linear timeline linear mcu timeline that they are not going to alter by doing different things so that immediately subverts that fear that we had of them going and messing with mcu films and saying yeah winter soldier doesn't happen anymore this doesn't happen anymore effectively what they establish is very similar to days of future past is that yeah. you can skew the timeline but there's always going to be that main timeline mm-hmm. change something remove an infinity stone that skews into an alternate parallel reality uh days of future past like the comic or the, the movie that we had the movie right, right it's like right. skewing of the timelines right. except right? except without the body jumping exactly yeah. oh yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not so much the body jumping yeah. more of the idea because back to the future establishes that you know something that happens in the past affects the future directly yeah mm-hmm. yeah that in that single timeline yeah. and you can skew things and when you're jumping around if you jump you'll jump into the new future yes so it's more of a single line everything subverts from that right and what they do in here is they say no and it comes from the hulk he essentially says that if you go to the past the past becomes or the present becomes your past and past becomes your future mm-hmm. so it's a bit confusing but I like that they solidify and say, no, you can't screw with your timeline. Yeah. Any changes you make creates a new parallel timeline, parallel reality. That's cool. Now, the other thing that they kind of go about, and this is where I struggle a little bit, is they essentially say, and I think that the stones themselves, mm-hmm. once they're intact, they keep that main timeline going. Yes. And they say, you remove a stone, it skews. Yeah. So there's two ways to change the timeline. You remove a stone. Or you change and you do something that we see a couple of times in here where that skews off and something different happens. Yeah. So they, the ancient one, and it's great to see her. Oh, so here. good. Yeah. Her yeah. exposition is basically, as long as you return everything back to, to, to its space, it's fine. Yeah. The, the stones themselves. But in doing so, they mess around with events. Yes. That then create alternate and parallel realities. Right. And so that makes it a bit confusing. And I guess the last thing here is that I'll say is that the navigation involved. And this goes back to almost the back of the future thing. Yeah. Tony says that they've got quantum GPSs. And so this is an easy way to say that they can always return back to the main timeline. Yeah. yeah. Even if, so my opinion is, is if once they screw around with something, the Hail Hydra moment, mm-hmm. oh, they're running so into good. the Loki stuff, that skews the timeline and they're now in a different reality that appears to be similar but it's a different reality they have to jump back into their main timeline and it's with these quantum gps's yeah so essentially what they established is that 
anytime you screw with something, it doesn't affect what's going on in the future. You can't go back and kill ba- baby Thanos because that's just going to create a different <laughs> parallel reality. Yeah. yeah. The main timeline, the MCU timeline that we're, they can't do anything, but they can go back and pluck things and come forward and all this. So to me, it's, it's not elegant, but yeah. it's simple. Yeah. And I think that's what you need. It yeah. works. I mean, think of any time travel movie, Terminator, Back to the Future, uh, Days of Future Past, Die this, Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, not, really. not Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them. If you think too long about time travel, it falls apart. Yeah. You know, you just got to be like, does it make sense? Does it follow the rules in this universe? Yes, yes. Okay, let's and move on. They step on their own rules once yeah. in a while, but I'm I you let it go because yeah. the best part of it, all of this is it leads to some fantastic moments. Yeah. And this is when the film structure almost changes. Yeah. A lot of exposition, a lot of trial and error, a lot of getting and re-recruiting all the characters back together. And then boom, things start to really change. Yeah, man. And we set up essentially what Ant-Man calls a time heist. Yes. Which is is great coming out of the heist movies of Ant-Man. And we visit three important times in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, let's talk about the suits first. Because mm-hmm. this makes it this is an important piece of it all, right? This is the Avengers of Suits. Very different from the action figures, these white suits. We've seen them on promo material. We've seen them briefly in the trailers. What do you guys think of these white suits and almost the lack of them using the proper helmets? Like no Iron Man helmet, no yeah. Cap helmet. It's all Ant Man looking suits. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, you know, I think they use the suit design just enough. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't see them too much in these astronaut Ant Man yeah. Quantum kind of suits. But um, I do like the I do like them. I think it's kind of interesting. Like if if this was like their final decision on these suits or or. Was there a lot of different concepts? I guess with everything, there's a lot of concepts. But I remember going way back to um, the set photos, right? And we used to see, like, I, saw, I think we saw a cap with some patches on his uh, Avengers 1 costume. Yeah. So I don't oh, know if they okay. tampered with the different designs. And this was the final product, obviously. But overall, I like the idea of it. It's cool that it's not like a vehicle-based yeah, kind like of a, uh, mechanic going on for like the time a hot travel. Like time machine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and it's a great way to sell more toys, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Lego minifigs. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I liked it. You know, it's kind of weird because you never really see the Avengers in a uniform no you yeah. think of fantastic four x-men x-men um so to see them in the uniform i was like it works mm-hmm. yeah it's cool it's pretty cool yeah and you get a big speech by captain america here mm-hmm. nice nice knowledge or um knowledge uh, acknowledgement <laughs> by rocket there this is and let's talk about rocket quick before we jump into this time he's a character that's there but he's not really there right yeah like, he plays a role in this but not as big as you'd expect because he gives another comedic delivery. Yeah. Right. But I found that him in this and in this scene in particular, when they kind of put their hands together, they're, you know, let's do this. Ooh, he's really good at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, actually. You know, I, I meant to say this to you coming out of the theaters, but um, Rocket's cartoon, car, cartoon, Rocket's costume looks yes. very much like the 2008, 2008 Guardians. Yeah. yeah, yeah it looks here, right? Like exactly like the costume. That. Like yeah. The blue with the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's dope. I yeah. really like that costume design. I yeah. want to see that in like Guardians or as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the first place we visit when we get into the time heist, this is probably my favorite time heist. Yes. Is New York 2012. Yeah. So after kind of getting together and trying to figure out where all the stones are, because they, 
nice thing too they put a timeline on this they say we only got this many pin particles yeah Hank Pym's gone and they use pin particles yes exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) we go back to New York so this is where we have the time space and mindstone all present at the exact same time at the exact same time in the battle of New York we got Banner Rogers Lang and start traveling back there to grab these three stones now the first one is not as crucial here we have Banner visiting the ancient one at the Sanctum Sanctorium cool to see the, from the background, her like fending off the Jaturi from kind of the Sanctum Santorium. Mm-hmm. Liked it here, but this is just purely exposition. Yeah. All yeah. of this. She blasts him. We get kind of Banner out in normal form, but it's really just more of an exposition piece, a plot device, and she kind of hands him off the stone after realizing that Doctor Strange has done this for a particular reason. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is a nice nod back to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the crowds really started for us to, to amp up here is when we've got Steve Rogers back in that 2012 awful uniform, the ass of America, <laughs> if you will. And we see kind of these cool reverse angles from yeah. the end of Avengers number one. Mm-hmm. I freaking love this. Yeah. Kind of seeing the fallout where they're kind of going down the elevator. Hulk's all pissed yeah. off. Yeah. They get down. And come on, guys. Let, let's talk about first things first the elevator scene oh Oh, man the almost recreation of this yeah and the thing is i'm like how can this get any better so i'm thinking we get this elevator scene i'm like oh shoot i know where this is going i'm looking at tim like dude we're in for something right now and i thought they're gonna throw down but he does the whole hail hydra the nod to nick spencer's comic i was like come on oh man sweaty man he's like i got Ah. this and i was like what's he oh i was like oh the cap just say hail hydra and it totally worked i was like oh that's and the way steve um steve evans delivers it right the confidence that he has like i got this oh my god it's so good the delivery Uh, perfect perfect. and you got rumlo in there it's almost the same guys yeah yeah Yeah. from winter soldier i was certain they're gonna have I thought for sure he was going to say, anyone want to get out? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I oh, thought so. Right. <laughs> so good. Even Sitwell in there as well. Like, yeah. Such a nod uh, back to Winter Soldier here. It's perfect. Yeah, it's such great. a highlight. And then he comes face to face with himself. Yeah. 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 Big no-no in time travel movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fine here. I love the battle. Yeah. And I could do this all day and him reacting like, oh, God, I, I know. know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like grizzled now, right? Because yeah. like in 2012, he's like this like young, he's younger. Yeah. You know? The, 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 the voice go- yeah. yeah. And in tw- Language, you know, he's, right? He's seen some shit in 2023. <laughs> yeah. He's right? seen Son of a Bitch right off the bat in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's not even saying language. Yeah. And- uh, now you had a bit of an issue. Here. Well, it's not really an issue. It's just like uh, it's a call out. Yeah. It's like okay, so in the scene he's fighting, and then he says Bucky's still alive. <laughs> what does Captain America do upon hearing Bucky? He stops fighting. I'm just saying it was very similar to a movie that came out three years ago, when a certain two Cape Crusaders were fighting, and all of a sudden he said Martha, and one stopped fighting. I'm just saying if you criticize one, you got to criticize them all. Or if you give this one a pass, maybe give the other one a pass too. Just putting that little nugget in there, you know, just nibble on that little cheese, if you will, that little crumb. I, you know, I'd give it to you more if it was Batman versus Batman. That would make more sense to me. But because it's Batman versus Superman, and that's the the all end, uh, end all be all kind of. I don't know about that one. <laughs> just I said, you know, this isn't the Batman v Superman part fifty review. <laughs> just just nibble on it, and we'll come back to it. Well, later I'll on. say just to close this one out is if you go back to Teen Titans Go, the movie they even make fun of. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> so after this fight, we've got Captain America securing the Mind Stone. 
this is the one Loki. And I like that he uses it goes back and uses it on to, to knock him out. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. And then we swing over to Lang and Stark. They are in charge after coming down on the other of getting what is the space stone. They've got Loki in custody here. They've got other Tony Stark, 2012 Tony Stark, and Thor escorting Loki. They're saying, no, we're going to take it back. Come on, cameoing yeah. Robert Redford here? Yeah. yeah. So they got him back? That's yeah. crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. It's out of nowhere, too. Like, yeah. That, ca- that's why this is my favorite. Yeah. It's just like nod after nod. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if like they went back and got like actual footage that Whedon had used for those reverse angles. Or if they actually had to go back and recreate, I think they recreated it. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Like well, that that's be my impressive. Because like it was like identical. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, man, am I just like going back and rewatching? Another time travel. They did it in Back to the Future too. Yeah, that's they went back good. and recreated all those 1950 scenes. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So Michael J. Fox had to like go back and re-choreograph the whole thing. Wow. So yeah, I I love seeing this reverse angle stuff. Yeah. So cool. Now one of the interesting parts about the attempt to get the space stone is that in stark having the heart attack and all that and the cool scene with thor and the hammer i didn't even know that, that was going to work yeah <laughs> so good but loki takes off the space stone yes yeah to me he taking off into his disney plus show yeah absolutely but sure. that, that is a huge seed where they're essentially going to say and the thing i like about this is that they can use this and say parallel universe parallel reality loki can do whatever the hell he wants not constrained by the mcu timeline not constrained by his death whatever and they can have him run around doing whatever he wants yeah what a cool way to spin off a Disney Plus series. Well, yeah, this is sweet because this is basically like the birth of like MCU's multiverse. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. Exactly. right? Because they've done exactly that. It. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah, I love it. Do you think it's going to be that's a Disney Plus show? Like, why else would they have done that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would imagine so. But I, I, yeah, so I think it does it because, like you mentioned, to free up. Um, so they're not tied down to yeah. necessarily the MCU, but I still think we're going to get some kind of like origin story. Like, because they said before, as a kid that's been cast to play him, right? Yeah, because oh, really? you thought it was Kid Loki and mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston was just narrating. Right. But you're right. They may start before, but that's they got it. They, why did they do that? Yeah, yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Right. There's no re- like, I guess they could just easily say, oh, I can't fix it. Don't worry about it. Right. But at the same time, yeah, there's something, like, that was done on purpose. Right. And yeah. Loki, you know, like, he's some sort of a sorcerer. He's a sorcerer, yeah. right? So he could do something about that now that he's escaped. So Exactly. Yeah. So Can really, he go forward in time? Uh, I don't know because I don't know about how I think the space stone only allows you to transport in space not time right yeah of course yeah it's like a portal right so Mm. you can jump from here to here to here to here that's essentially what it does I love the look in Tom like ooh yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so good so good but the loss of the space stone at this point forces Stark and Cap to have to go back to New Jersey 1970 to Camp Leahy where Captain America was born we've got Pym Hank Pym here present. Yeah, it looks wicked. So good. John Slattery back as Howard Stark. Yes. Which was kind of weird because you think maybe this should have been a bit closer to uh, Dominic Cooper's character. But I like, they've used John Slattery more. He was used in in Winter or uh, Civil War as well. And Ant-Man. And Ant-Man too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's cool that they go back here again, revisiting Nice Era. This here has more of the character build for their two main characters in here. Yeah. Where they're able to have moments, particularly Stark. Yes. Like his interaction and almost that forgiveness of his father, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That's really cool what they did here. Yeah. And I like the, this quiet moment while they're doing this time heist where we can send... And this really should have triggered in my head, okay, they're really building out the end of Stark here. Yeah. 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 have this moment. Did you like that we kind of went back to the 70s, revisited Camp 
Champ Leahy. We've got a nice, we see Sharon Carter. Yeah. Great stuff in here. The original Ant-Man mask. I love yeah. that helmet yeah. nod. Yes. That was huge. Yeah. Stan yeah. Lee. Stan Lee's last yes. cameo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 No, this is, this is a great scene. I actually, this is, um, this is my second favorite. If we're going back to the time heist, I loved seeing uh, the interaction between father and son. You could tell Tony's so giddy and he just wants to tell his dad everything. He yeah. wants to tell him, like, yeah. hey, I got a daughter. Like, he does, but he wants to say, like, you have a granddaughter, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And it's really neat to see uh, Tony Stark older than his dad as they're having oh, these yeah. conversations amongst each other. And um, the dad kind of looking at him for advice. Yeah, I thought it's such a great, powerful scene. And it is very foretelling of what's going to happen next because we see the attachment that, that uh, Steve's having with. Uh, Peggy, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. through the distance there, and then obviously we can see that. How did she not see him through that window? I know. <laughs> I, thought, a, I thought I thought she was two way mirror for a second. Uh, wasn't it two way mirror? That's it had to have been that. Like, so. He was staring right at her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the 1970s. This is a different time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I was so glad that lady didn't rat them out though. Yeah. Like I thought they're gonna go that route and we're gonna have them running around. Yeah. Um. So I'm really glad they stayed well, away. They, from yeah, that. they allowed them to have those moments. Yeah. 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 I thought that was very important. Yeah. yeah. It was good. The um the cool thing in here, and this is the first time this has ever happened, is we get a cameo of Edwin Jarvis. Yeah. The, yeah. The butler of Howard Stark. The interesting thing about this, for those that watched Agent Carter show, which is also written by Christopher Marcus of McPhilly, and I, I think Joe Russo did direct one of the episodes, is that this is the first time that we have a cameo from a TV going into a film. Oh, wow. Because oh, oh, Edwin Jarvis in there is the same actor, I can't remember his name, that was in the Agent Carter show. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. So it was nice, really nice nod there. Him saying Jarvis, same actor. And the cool. first time we get that backwards kind of reciprocal cameo. We've yeah. never had that before. That's always, always so been cool. from film to TV. Right. That's yeah. so cool. And it's interesting because, yeah, you, like he's basically the origin of, of Vision in a way, right? Like Vision's based off of him somewhat. I think, well, you, you Jarvis, the name Jarvis is yeah. based off the butler that Tony grew from up From the with. comics, from, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I think even, like, the AI that Tony is, it's, they did it in that because they want, didn't want people to be confused with um, uh, Alfred from Batman. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so they made an AI, which eventually evolves into, you know, so, it, yeah, right. it's a nice stemming of all That's of this, cool. right? Which, which is crazy because there's no vision. Like, yes, no, yeah, no. he didn't even make yeah. any appearance. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see him in yeah. a TV Disney Plus show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that takes place in the 50s as well. Like the 1950s. For what does? Reason. Vision? Uh, Vision and Wanda. Wanda really Vision. Wanda's like 25. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's what I heard. But maybe I misheard my facts. Uh, maybe the 2050s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what this what this eventual, the end of this initial time heist does is we end up with the mind, space, and uh, time stone, as well as more pin particles, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah. So I really liked what they did there. And the next place we visit is Asgard in 2013. Mm-hmm. Going back to Thor The Dark World, mm-hmm. probably the most panned MCU film. But they go back to this very specific moment because it's the only time we actually see the reality stone. Yeah. Outside of the collector's vaults. Mm-hmm. Right? This one here, we've got Rocky and Thor going back to Asgard. We've got the appearance of Natalie. One Natalie Portman with zero lines. <laughs> <laughs> and a really nice moment again with Frigga. So this goes to them having these kind of more solitary moments with individual characters where we have Thor and his mother talking before the on it's on the day of her death. Yeah. Yeah. And he tries to tell her she seems to know says you can't tell me. Yeah. And to eat a salad. I, I like this moment <laughs> here. This is when I thought he should have changed back to Definitely. Yeah. 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 And then the fact that he reaches out, still worthy, brings yeah. the hammer with them. That's cool. I didn't see any of where that was going. No. It was cool that he brought the hammer back. And then we've got Rocket kind of scooting around in the background and getting the ether, the reality stone. So this was one that didn't have the same 
impact as the New York scene for me as far as revisiting this particular movie. But it was nice, again, to see Thor get a bit more out of it with the the mom and all that and her kind of having that that dialogue that discussion so do you guys do the same thing the asgard stuff was you know a bit of was the one of the three that didn't have the same amount of impact it was kind of just there to make sure that we got the stone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's definitely the weakest part for me i I didn't care for it it made sense why they did it i I think the highlight for me was him getting uh, meow meow back and uh, and obviously him uh, you know touching base with his mom but apart from that i didn't care too much for this scene yeah Yeah. it didn't make you want to go back and rewatch the dark world Close. <laughs> Close. I think that's still the only one we did not recommend. Yeah, actually. But it now becomes very important. Yeah. <laughs> they purposely did that. They're like, DVD sales are low. Yeah, we need to this. bump them up. Yeah. <laughs> now, the next place that we do go, this is Vormir and Moreg in 2014. Now, this is chasing the power and Soulstone. So we've got Bart and Romanoff who end up going to Vormir, which is the Red Skull's domain where yeah. we do get the Soulstone. And then we've got uh, Nebula and War Machine going to Moreg, which is where we see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 yeah, stuff. Right. Two really cool places to revisit. Let's talk about uh, Moreg first, where we have War Machine and Nebula here. Knocking out Peter Quill, I think they recreated this scene again. That's what I was wondering, yeah. yeah Spot on, though. Yeah, it was, it, was great. it was great seeing him. I like them calling him an idiot. <laughs> him singing because he can't hear the music yeah, was yeah. great. So, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. We, we never got that, right? Right. Yeah. It, was, it was cool to see them in the background here. Nice light moment, mm-hmm. and then you see Nebula reach in for the Power Stone. Great here. But this, this one really starts the ball rolling on what eventually is going to be the last battle. Yeah. Game. Yeah. And the thing what I like what they do here, I really, really like, is they use Nebula and the network. And this is what gets Thanos going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we start to see in the background from Guardians what was going on with Thanos, Gamora, and yeah. Nebula. Well, he they're saying we've got Ronin chasing this. Yeah. I like them this again, another from a different angle. Right. What we're seeing going on at the same time in 2014. Yes, yes. I, I, I like that a lot too. And it's cool, especially because coming off the heels of Captain Marvel, it's kind of neat to see what's going on with um with Ronin. But Thanos for me is is a is a delight through the scene because yes. we're seeing a different perspective of Thanos. We're seeing a Thanos closer to the Avengers one. Yeah. Who's yeah. um you don't really have a soft spot at all for this Thanos. Nope. No. Not that I'm saying I was rooting for the original Thanos in the first <laughs> place. This one's ruthless. Oh yeah. Um, because he hasn't experienced the power of the Infinity Stones yeah. quite yet, right? So mm-hmm. I really like this to me feels like the tyrant Thanos. Yeah, yes. the comics here. Yeah, hundred percent. This yeah. is a very different. This is your antagonist. Yes, we debated before. Is he the protagonist antagonist in Infinity War? Yeah, he's not gone through the some phase of enlightenment mm-hmm. on this one. Which I know he's been doing the cleansing for years, yeah. but it's more that ruthless. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. So good, and this this really kicks off something important here, because this is where I struggled. If 2014 Thanos comes out of the timeline. Mm-hmm. And jumps back to 2000, what we're calling 2223. Yeah. What the hell happens to the timeline? So what I'm getting from this is when they remove the power stone and when they change what's going on in this universe, they splay off here. Right. So Thanos, Gamora, Nebula that are coming to 2023 from 2014 is from a parallel universe. It's not right. the Thanos uh... from the main timeline. Right. And so when they yank those out, because when they're eventually dusted, I'm like, what? The, that doesn't make sense. Right. right. And when I had to rethink about it, it's got to be a parallel universe, Nebula, Thanos, Gamora, that pop up in 2023, and not the main timeline Thanos. Right. So everything that's happening with the main timeline is intact. The Thanos always goes, gets pissed off at Ronan, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So that all still happens, but it's this Thanos that comes forward is a different Thanos. So right. Thanos is killed twice, but it's two different Thanoses. Right. Uh, so it's not like, yeah, because it is for certain when Tony snaps, which we'll always get to, he didn't send them back in time. He actually made them disappear. At first I thought, okay, he's just basically sending them all back in time. Okay. But to me, this displaying of the timeline and being a different Thanos right. is easier. Right. Because he can kill all of them, right? Exactly. And yeah. it's just, you're not just forcing the armies back and right. kind of reverting things. Because that's the easy time stone thing, right? Exactly. Like, boop, yeah. boop, boop, exactly. Time stone back. Yeah. This displaying it off, and it's not explicitly said in the film, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm going. That's my headcanon. Right. As to why they can kill Thanos twice and not screw up the timeline, not screw up all that. And was Gamora killed then? That's why So I was that's the big question mark, right? right? Yeah. Is Because originally, okay, this is a clever way of bringing Gamora back, yeah. having her character almost go back because there's, you know, they she kind of got to a point where she's in love with Star Lord and all that. Yeah. Right. So this goes to what I originally thought was like they're gonna chase her, find her the Soul Stone, and bring her back. Yeah. But this is another clever way. But we don't know yeah. if she is alive. Right. Or not. And right. so the search for Gamora, right? That's yeah. what Peter. That's what presumably Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to be about. Okay. She cool. should hook up with Hulk because they're both green. Yeah. Make <laughs> Drax. Sim- similar baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this really sets up or it gets the ball rolling for the final battle. Yes. Where we have the reintroduction of Thanos. We've got his armies, the Chitauri, the Outriders, all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff going on here. But in the background of all this, we've got Vormir going on, mm-hmm. where as soon as we go on this planet, we all know what's happening. Oh, yeah. Right. We know one of these two isn't going to survive. We've seen this with Gamora yeah. in Infinity War. But the Infinity War moment, I don't know if it's because we've already played through it. And I mentioned mm-hmm. this before that the emotional stakes of the, of the Black Widow Hawkeye thing just didn't quite capture me. This scene here, it fell a bit flat for me. Yeah. Because I just didn't buy the emotional stakes of it all. And I think, Troy, you mentioned when we came out of the theater, it was like too much back and forth yeah. for yeah. for you to buy into it. And because we knew what was going to happen, to me, when Thanos chucks Gamora off there, yes. there's so much more emotional stakes. Yeah. There. yeah, This one should have been impactful. Original six Avengers, one of them unsuspectedly dying. Right. But it just didn't land. Did it land for you guys emotionally? No, no, not, not at all, man. Because I was just like, okay, we knew what was going to happen. We just didn't know who it was going to yeah. happen to. Um, right. And I just don't like the way it played out. It, it really did drag too much. I mean, if it would have been one thing, if you know she was shot in the back from from Clint and she fell, or if they just went right to the scene where they're hanging off the cliff and yeah. had yeah. to let her go, but too much going back and forth just it took me out. It, it, I missed that emotional impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, looking at it, I was like, which one is it going to be? And you know, as you said, too much back and forth. Yeah. I was surprised it actually had blood. For her, yeah. Like after she, they had blended like, into her hair a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, man, they like really went for it. Yeah. I think she was the right one to go though. I think so. Think yeah, so, yeah. Right? did not Did's... see that coming though. No, holy. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a swerve. Didn't land, but I think she was the right one. Right one to go. Or I would have. I would have got rid of uh, Hawkeye. But you need to, because his arc is about the family thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. them bringing, them coming back. And you need that to me. His emotional, at least his his whole arc there, ends with the phone call, right? Like that. That to me fulfills that better than anything with Nat. I think could have. Yeah. And you want that. You want that unsuspecting death. And yeah. This was it. I yeah. I wouldn't have said in a million years Black Widow was gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a death there, and we'll see where it goes with her solo film. Yeah. yeah. I I could have just I thought you know Hawkeye was gonna be like you know I killed all these people. This is my redemptive arc. Let me fall on the sword. He kind of got there though, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this is me. This is my you know I've been doing all this bad shit. Yeah. 
but but she wouldn't let him yeah because she it wouldn't make sense to it because she pulled him out from the dark so to have him be pulled out of the dark and then be killed it would have just been like what's yeah. the point <laughs> she just left me in the dark for an extra day <laughs> well, i think there's the back and forth there too right and this builds into i believe that it was him that pulled her out originally right right like red yeah. room stuff and all that yeah so there's, there's a nice circle there but yeah. like you said just unexplored enough yeah enough detail yeah, there exactly so, moving along here so we've got all the stones the avengers have them the time heist worked it was it was like to me this was fantastic really well done stuff and then we get to the undusting Mm-hmm. And big thing for us was that they can't just go and say, back to Infinity War, we're going to replay this all there. They don't. They nope. bring everyone forward yeah. to what I'm guessing is 2023, 2024, depending. Infinity War is in 2017. So you make a judgment call. Later, it's 2022, yeah. 2023, whatever it is. So they don't erase the last five years. They don't erase the events of Infinity War. They don't touch the timeline. To me, perfect. Yeah. We've built into, we've gotten to a point where we've rectified the big issue, the dusting, but we haven't really screwed around with anything that came before it. Yeah. And it's Hulk, like we said, that does this, that has the the task because, you know, gamma radiation, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the strongest. I like that. I didn't, we tried to predict last week who was going to wear the gauntlet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've got two individuals that do wear it. I would have never guessed that Hulk would have been wearing it. No, no, no. But it makes perfect sense. And I like it here. So going into what I'm calling the Infinity Battle, you can go. Oh, yeah. This is the best battle in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The stakes here are huge, yeah. and we started off to a point where it's we've got the big three going at Thanos. Yeah. So as cool. as Nebula, 2014 oh. Nebula comes forward and brings you know Thanos and his armies and all that through the Quantum Gate into 2023 to face off here. Like you said, Thanos is a next level here. Yeah, man. He yeah. is powerful. He's got that wicked blade. Yeah. And he goes toe to toe with Rogers, Thor, and Iron Man. Yes. Here. So cool. This is a fantastic fight. And I love seeing the big three. You go back to the original Avengers when they squared off together. Now they're shoulder to shoulder after everything they've gone through fighting the mad Titan Thanos. Yeah. And this is the mad Titan Thanos. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. For sure. And this is when all hell breaks loose in our theater this you know (laughs) without even having the undusting yet we get this awesome fight sequence here and it looks like thanos is is taking them to task here he's really dumbing him more so and this goes to the change in the character because you look at thanos and we comment on this infinity war he wasn't trying to kill anybody yeah in that when he was battling them he could have killed all of them he doesn't with his bare hands he takes off his armor in that in like in that first scene. You know yeah. when he sloughs off the armor mm-hmm. with the second stone. Yeah. That's the enlightenment moment. Here he's got. He never takes that armor off. No. He goes to town. No mercy. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the moments that we revisit is the you should have went for the head. Yes. Where we see him pushing Stormbreaker into Thor into Fat Thor. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bearded, I guess, his, his, a braided beard. Yeah. 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 But whatever. <laughs> He was rocking both of them hammers, which is awesome. Right, awesome. Jason Aaron's original yes, Thor exactly. run there, right? Oh, exactly. God of Thunder. Man. So good here. But Thanos is knocked with the hammer. Yeah. And I just remember Thor going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Thor. Thor is the crowd. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, yeah. man. And you see that comeback yeah. to Rogers. And he... Yeah. Stands up like that Superman pose with yes. the shield and yeah. the Thor hammer. Oh yeah. my god, that was oh, oh, oh. the crowd. Like I said, 
unglued at this moment. Yeah. I've never seen a crowd react like this. When you see Steve oh. Rogers with the shield and Mueller come back. The worthy oh. Steve Rogers. Oh, man. Oh, come on, Sanjay. Oh, man. Let's, that scene, just... Oh, just looking at it, like that's gonna be on like everyone's screensaver in like five years. <laughs> uh, do you think back in Age of Ultron when they're testing to see if they could lift it? Do you think Steve knew he could lift it, but he only slightly nudged it, not to give it away? I think he had a dirty little secret. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. You Winter Soldier. Yeah. He knows about Tony's dad and ah. Bucky. Oh. And once he and he's, he's kept that secret from right. from Tony. Right, yeah, right, right. And once that civil war, once that secret's revealed, he becomes worthy. Oh, oh I like that. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's changed. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Crazy. So he couldn't at that time because he wasn't worthy. He wasn't worthy. Yeah. No. Major secret. Civil war hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Ah, I like that, that man. Nuts. I like that. Yeah. Changes yeah. it. Yeah. This. This scene was crazy. This. This takes me back to the playground days. I remember being a little kid <laughs> and um, not really reading much of Captain America, but my cousin. Uh, shout out to Wayne was reading comics and he told me, you know, Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and I was like, Pfft. fear itself, eh? right? Well, that's the second time. Yeah, that's the second time, right? But the back when I was a kid, this was I can't remember what issue it was, but he picked it up. But then it brings me back he to was fear nomad itself. When he picked it up, Nomad, I think so. The first time, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. second time is fear itself yeah. with the Red Skull or daughter Red Skull. But man, this was this was nuts. I was about to like hop on Tim's lap. <laughs> I was so excited because like, dude, like, yeah, he picked it up. He picked We've up been the hammer for forever, and, and he goes us in Age of Ultron, freaking right? town. He goes to town with this thing because it's not like he barely picks it up. He yeah. holds it down, shield in one hand, oh, you know, the man. hammer in the other, and I was just blown away. And because Cap is a one man army, that's how yeah. it's always been. And to see him just go toe to toe with Thanos now that now on an even playing playing field. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Oh, crazy, man. man. Oh, this so is so cool. Yeah. Probably my most favorite moment. In this the was not for sure. Yeah. yeah. In oh, this for film, sure. for sure. Yeah. But in the MCU. Yeah. This was <laughs> like, this is up there amongst the best yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just, like, just, breathtaking. Oh, like, out of nowhere, too. You're just like engrossed in, in this battle. And then when he gets it, you're like, oh, that's Captain America. Yeah. I, this, to me, it came out of nowhere. I, it wasn't even on my radar yeah. that yeah. this was going to oh. happen. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, something else. Yeah. Almost speechless here. Yeah. But even with this all going on, with our superheroes the way they are, even amped up, worthy Rogers, we run into a situation where Thanos does overpower them. Yes. And what he does here is he then summons his army to lay siege on Earth. Go yes. to town. Yeah. This, you know, you take a look at what happened in the Battle of Wakanda. This is a million times that you <laughs> see all of his armies from you know everything from the Chitari, the outriders these new beasts that we've never seen before coming out of the woodworks mm-hmm. and this at a point where the shield is shattered as well yes something yeah. that we did not expect yeah. to see but kind of a callback to age of ultron right exactly see the shattered, it is. The shattered oh yeah. Shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 not quite in the same way but no. yeah i love brilliant callback mm-hmm. thanos has cut this thing to pieces rogers he's damn near out yeah Can, yeah he can't get up he gets up the thing to trailer yeah. slaps that shield on yes. and busts it up. Yeah. So good. It's that Rocky Balboa moment. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. He gets back up. Stands up, grinds dun, dun, those dun, teeth. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. And we get <laughs> on your left. Oh. We hear, you know, Sam Wilson <sighs> cap, cap, cap yeah. on your left. Oh. This was the other moment when people went nuts. Yeah. And this is where being in a crowd like this made all the difference. Mm-hmm. So we see everything like the Ravengers, the God, like everyone comes out yeah. through the, you know, the portals created by 
the um, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange yeah. and company. Yeah, and we see everyone like I just love them building. You see, yeah. you know, Wasp. Everyone yeah, Black just Black Panther walking yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He oh. walks in with authority. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So good here, and this is where you get you know the, the even Howard the Duck and all that. Yeah, everyone coming here. <laughs> You know, the Raven, everyone. Spider-Man web swinging. Oh, Whoa. so good. And so as everyone builds up behind Captain America in our theater, I don't remember this, Troy. This is the second time. Yeah. Dead silence. Yeah. Dude behind us whispers, he's going to say it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we hear Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Assemble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It was nuts. So good, so good. Another moment that I'll never forget experiencing for the first time. Yeah, is we and we said it last week. We had to say. Well, the build up. Yeah, we've been waiting twenty one films for this. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. this was a great moment. I know you guys loved it. Oh yeah, of course. (sighs) I mean, you're talking about great cinematic battles in terms of scale and scope. Like, I'm just trying to think like recent ones that I've come come across. It's like this one. Like Lord of the Rings had some pretty epic ones. Ready Player One, the final battle was like pretty epic as well, but I mean this one was like as I said, it's like it's like Lord of the Rings, but with Marvel superheroes. Yes, right, like just seeing like it's like it's like a playing chess with like two chess masters, mm-hmm. and they're lining up the pieces, and you see like a splash page right. of like the Avengers and then Thanos's army. And you're just like, like even if it just like the movie ended there, yeah, I would have been like a happy man because I was like, that was such a cool oh, scene, man. just seeing them line up. But like for them to actually then go into battle, oh. in this battle, oh my god, there's a lot of moving pieces to this yeah. battle. It is the second, third, fourth viewing when you're gonna fully appreciate what's mm-hmm. going on. You've got the Black Order in there, but there are some real standout moments in this. Yeah. A Force, yes. Come on. Oh, is that the all-female Avengers? Yeah, all-female. Yeah. You've got, and not to mention, you've got Rescue in there as well. Yes. Pots in the yeah. suit, the blue suit. Right. But what adds so much weight to that scene of A-Force is Black Widow's not there. Yeah. She's missing. Oh. So you really feel that presence of like, shoot. You know, yeah. like you lost her. She's done. I, yeah. You know, right? A bit fanservice-y. Oh. Yeah. But beautifully, I love the build. It's like so it's, it's a bit of a toss-back too to what happened in Infinity War, right? Like yeah. she's not alone. Yeah. yeah. And then we see all the female heroes. Exactly. Like, la- Oh, it's goosebumps. so it's I, and you know what? Before that, I turned into like a seven year old kid seeing Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman for the first time because yeah. you have Peter Parker holding on to this gauntlet and then Captain Marvel's just comes. He's like, hey, Peter Parker. And the way she delivers that, I was just like, geez, yeah. this, this is too much for me right now. And I just turned into a little kid there. Um, don't really know how he she knows. I guess the five year gap, she must have been informed. Yeah. Who he is. Oh, but yeah. then she comes and then the rest of the A Force comes and I was like, boom, I'm so it's like, yeah, she's not that. alone or we'll yeah. like watch her. I can't remember what the line was. But they start lining up one by one. I was like, man. Nuts. Like, oh Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. And then like yeah. Wasp. Uh, Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. Shuri. Yeah, think Shuri, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they go to town because what they're trying to do here is what I've called running the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Is That's that great. Yeah, they're trying to get the gauntlet from point A from Clint yeah. all the way back, and they're trying to get back into the quantum realm to take the stones back, get it away from Thanos. Because his idea, and he's proclaimed it, is that he doesn't want to just end half the universe. He wants to end everyone yeah, and start fresh. He's pissed. Yeah, yeah. So this is very different from the Thanos that we've seen in the past, like we yeah. mentioned here. A couple of the standout moments we've got here. We got Valkyrie on the horse. Yes. Oh yeah. So good. She's another one that's kind Pegasus, of Pegasus. I think. Yeah, Pegasus. Too, right? yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, beautifully done. Scarlet Witch unloads on thanos here yeah. this goes to show how powerful finally she is. yeah yeah exactly or, or captain marvel sorry no no Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Witch. oh yeah she, she he's like i don't even know who you are yeah she's oh, like you yeah. will or something because yeah. she, yeah. she's pissed about uh vision yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, yeah. Yeah, unreal. And the, again, Carol Danvers returning, the, the moving of the guns, shooting towards the sky. You're all thinking, like, who's coming? Who's coming? Yeah. yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Here's Captain oh, Marvel. It's so good. There, there's so much going on here. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention, you know, the great standout scene with Black Panther where he's like, hey, Clint. And yeah. gives him yeah. the gauntlet and he runs through. And then yeah. you got yeah. Peter Parker, Spider Man yeah. picking it up. He goes all death mode. Yeah. yeah. Instant kill. Yeah. yeah. He's taking them all out. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Love it. Yeah. Parker, you know, with the small roles here and they're trying to fill in a lot of space. Yeah. Parker has some of the best lines yeah. coming yeah. out of this. His, you know, reintroduction, kind of that that moment that Tony Stark needs. You know, mm-hmm. he sees Peter Parker. I was dusted and then the wizard guy said, yeah. He started doing all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how Cap's like, hey, Queens. He just yeah. calls him oh, Queens. Yeah. Like, call back to Civil War. I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got you or yeah. something. Oh, man. man. So good. Yeah, so good. So this whole battle as a whole, guys. Yeah. This, this to me, you know, we said when we reviewed Civil War, that there's your splash page. Yeah. This is a book. Like, you could flip through this. You know when you get into a, a good comic book and there's so much detail yeah. in, in the splash page that you sit there and you look through it all? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is that. This is pause-worthy. We're going to be looking at this for years. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure we missed some big moments in here, guys, but we got to move on to the ultimate sacrifice here, yeah. the end of this film. Tony Stark wielding a gauntlet here. Oh. Now, we see Thanos. He's got it almost on there. And we've got a nice moment with Captain Marvel where he headbutts her and she's yeah. just like, what's up? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good here. But what do you think of that quick exchange of the Infinity Stones off the gauntlet into Iron Man? Made sense. I knew that yeah. guy's going to have to be, you have to be the one to you wield it. Had yeah. To be, right? yeah. No, I like it. It made sense. It's a little bit of that... Um, I don't know, extremist technology, I yes. guess, how it comes back to it. Yeah, him. the nano is just... Oh, the nano. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel. And then I love the empty snap. Oh, because yeah. it, it goes metal. back. The first one we started off, I am Iron Man, and it's the finishes yeah. it, right? Yes. The last words so he said in that movie is the ones he finishes yeah. it. Yeah, I am the Thanos, and I am Iron Man. Love so good. The Come snap, on. Disintegration, the snap, you know, the dusting of his mm-hmm. armies and all that, and the death of Tony Stark. Uh, yeah. Why? This, this, do you know what? When we talked about this, I thought that Tony had a role going forward in the MCU. Troy, you said, no way, he's got to end here. (laughs) This is the right thing to do. This moment, the way that he went out, the character development that we saw in the past five years, going from this, you know, the most selfish man on the planet to the most selfless man on the planet, Mm -hmm. sacrificing himself for everyone else. This is a major, major character arc. And ending it here with that line, so appropriate. We get a subtle moment with Peter Parker and we get one with uh, Pepper Potts as well. Right. This, what a way to end a character arc. Oh, what a yeah. way. Yeah. No, it's fantastic for him to go out with the snap. And I'm so, so glad they didn't do anything cheesy where like, moment of silence and then he says something snarky and yeah. then dies i'm so glad they didn't do yeah, it. yeah. like an ultron type thing right exactly yeah. he was done and it's such a cool parallel to infinity war where it's peter that's dying before yeah. in front of oh, tony and yeah. here is it's reverse now right so i thought that was a great callback kind of like passing the mantle down and uh, man that's a powerful scene it's yeah, great powerful. oh yeah yeah, yeah. sanjay what's your take on, on stark's death man so well done so good so emotional yeah i mean we're all here today because of iron man one yeah if that film bombs none of this happens yeah and so he carried the franchise like he was always like the one that's like hey we're, we're doing this new spider-man film you show up spout some lines you'll you'll land some credibility to the film you know like you show up here and you just say like one or two like you show up in captain america three you show up here he's kind of just popping in and out not having to do like full movies right man it's just sad to see him go i wish we would have got one more iron man solo film i just feel like 
because you didn't like Iron Man three, or just you just wanted well, like a four part. I'd say saga? both. Like in all honesty, only Iron Man one is one that I'm just like I really like. Right. And for it to go out with like Tony Stark, who's created this, like he started this whole franchise, mm-hmm. and he's he's kind of like my one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. For him not to get like a second film that I just like really dig. Like I know he's like in all like in like tons of films that yeah. like I really like in the MCU. But for him not to get like a second solo outing that's like really good is just like. But man. Pick, do you take his arc from? Civil oh War yeah, like it definitely it definitely works. Yeah. yeah. But like just to see like you know like you know like a, like a proper Mandarin or something like that you yeah. know I guess like yeah. I don't really know too much of his villains but like just thinking like it's gone and I guess like you know as he says part of the journey is the end yeah and yeah. I got to get over that but I would have loved to see I wasn't ready to say goodbye I wonder if this is more Robert Downey Jr. saying goodbye to the role I think it's to me it's the writing yeah like, I'd I'd say I think so. I think it's it's the way you need but to do you think this. he could have like pulled rank and say nah nah writer like I'm I'm coming back like don't don't write me out oh uh, yeah like and there's ways you can get around all of this right oh yeah like, they could think, easily like, go back in time I and, think like, if you to for you know a character to go out on top like this mm-hmm. uh, for Downey to take this character and say you know I've solidified myself there's here's the infinity arc start and with Iron Iron Man yeah it's it's brilliantly done brilliantly you would if you have a character that you've invested that much time and effort into this is what you want him to do yeah, yeah 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 you, you... <laughs> You're not gonna argue it. I, you're not gonna pull a Mark Hamill here. I think you're gonna accept. It. You're, you're gonna like your ending, and yeah. um, you're, you're gonna move on. But um, yeah, like like what a way to go out for yeah. for this character. I, I'm sure we'll hear him later on in future films, like maybe some kind of hologram. Not necessarily him putting back the suit or anything like that, but I'm sure we'll have like sprinkles. Yeah, because he's uh, been Tony like Stark. like those videos he's made. They're like, oh, pull up this video and stuff. That there's things thing. they can yeah. do. There's yeah. AI. You know, there's sure. all. If they really, really wanted to, they could. Yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll ever no. actually bring him back. No, I don't. No. Think and so I hope either. not because it would yeah. lessen the impact of this. It would. Well, that's it. Really it. Would. It's the stakes. We've established the stakes matter here. Yes. Let's keep them. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they come back and they're like, oh, we just pulled you forward from 2012. Like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, fallout from all of this. Yeah. We've got the death of Tony Stark. Ugh. You know, Hawkeye returning. Banner's a bit injured here. But Thor. You know he's he's passed on that that mantle to yeah. Valkyrie to run new Asgard and he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I did not see the so as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, new comic book run recently. In stores I, now. I, I, I presume <laughs> that he's going to be in Guardians three. He has to. Do, do you think it'd be Guardians three or do you think it'd be like after? So Guardians well, three could four? be. Well, because I I didn't know if they were going to do like Guardians three, which takes place before Infinity yeah. War, and then. A rebooted Guardians Four would be uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Kind but of thing. I think you James know? Gunn is executive producer on this, yeah. so maybe he was the one that said like, "Hey, for Guardians 3 yeah, they're setting I, up I, it, right? Yeah, oh, like I, okay. I want I put Thor in the script, so at the end he has to join it. Yeah. Or okay. maybe, as you said, maybe it'll be like a prequel, but I don't know. If they don't promo material, if they don't have someone going spray painting, taking the G off and putting the A S, yeah. and then yeah. them stopping before putting the ass, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's very that's very right. you know Asgardians. It's very Deadpool. Thing. He fits so well. Like his relationship with yeah. uh, Rocket and Groot and Chris, and, Pratt. And Chris Pratt is like yeah. I so eat that up all day. Them arguing over, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. you yeah. are the leader. Yeah, <laughs> and to me, that's the best story we got. Like yeah. comedic chop wise, that's yeah. the best we got out of this whole. So so good. Yeah. Really good. I like where they left him. And Steve Rogers. Okay, Troy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. man. That time stone, right? Troy <laughs> called this from the first trailer. 
that they were going to leave Rogers back in time. I said, no effing way are they ever going to do that. And here we are. So it becomes Steve's burden to return the Infinity Stones back to their place in the original timeline and Mjolnir as well. And it's kind of a cool little setup. We've got Falcon, we've got Bucky, yeah. and and Banner Hulk there. They've got their little quantum thing going on. Send him back, and he doesn't return. Yeah, yeah. He misses his timestamp, and boom! I, I I remember hitting Troy and being like, "Oh my god, they did it!" <laughs> and he gets his last dance. He yeah, gets his man. happy ending. But before we see him actually kind of have that happy ending, we've got Old Man Rogers. Yes. Yeah. Sitting out there and. We've got Bucky and Falcon and sitting there thinking, which way are they going to go? Oh. Now they've gone the Falcon route. He's handed mm-hmm. that shield off to Falcon. I love this. And there's something about Bucky there. He seemed oh. to know what was going on. Cause yeah. he said, I'll miss you when he leaves. Yeah. And he's the one that says, all right, go get it. Yeah. Knowing what Steve wanted to do there. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's something funny there. So timeline wise, I don't know if there's two Caps living through the main MCU timeline. Right. If he's jumped universes. He went back in time and killed the old Cap. Well, he yes. can live. Like, I drew this timeline out. So he would be uh, have... If this was the proper Cap, he would have lived for about 111 years. Okay. That's how old he was. I mean, he's been. got Winter Soldier Super Soldier Yeah. Something. Not including the time frozen. So that's lived years. Awake, eyes open years. So he never froze. He's just No. Still... So he would have been alive yeah. through... So there would have been two Steves. Mm-hmm. There would have been 2023 Steve that was living... Mm-hmm. and had gone through well cap was frozen and then there would have been from 2012 on there would have been two caps right yeah but steve rogers kind of in hiding yeah so what what do you think the implications here so we have falcon did you guys do you guys love the choice of falcon so it made so much sense presumably yeah. the disney plus series is going to be captain america and the winter soldier now going yeah forward. oh cool yeah, yeah. so that, that has to play on that right yeah testing ground for a film i would say so just to make it more of that leading man yeah yeah, yeah i'd say so i like it but i think he needs more powers because like falcon i think like Captain America has a super soldier serum. Falcon's got to get like beefed up. Well, how to work in the comics with with uh, Sam? He, they just went with it. He's right? got his wings. He, he, he has still, wings he, and he yeah, he's just like yeah. yeah with the wings and he's got the shield. Yeah, he it's has good. some combat Nick training, Spencer obviously. Again, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good stuff there. What do you what do you think of the implications on time for for Sharon Carter here? So he goes back. Yeah, clearly, he's Sharon got the Carter ring. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Sorry. Yeah. Well, he does get with Sharon, doesn't he? He kisses her. So, my, my guess is that's a little bit of a Star Wars, like I kissed my niece and didn't know it. Yeah. Well, he's his own grandpa. It's kind of like Futurama. Yeah. He goes back in time. But that's her niece, right? Yeah, not, not, his not child. Yeah. 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 So, do you think that the man she marries and that she references is Captain? My running headcanon is that it's actually Captain America that she marries. Yeah. References. Just kind of in hiding, like yeah. they don't put it out like, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's why it doesn't screw with the timeline at all. Is yeah. that ah. it's she, for whatever reason, it's always, that's always been that way. It's right. Like he's always been part of that timeline. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. I that's really what like I go that. with for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah Cap man. gets his happy ending. Beautiful. Yeah, done. man. So well dance. predicted, Troy. <laughs> well predicted. So we kind of wrapped the whole thing up here, guys. You know, it's been a hell of a discussion. We've seen where our characters have gone. But let's finish this off with the immediate implications for the MCU. We've seen our, our heroes here. Um, and then we've got one more thing to talk about after this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let's talk about Far From Home very, very yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Does this take place in 2023? Far From Home. Uh, as in like it, it takes place after all this, yeah. obviously. Definitely takes place after yeah. um, Endgame. I don't know if it's going to be exactly that timeline because it does mess things up. Or not mess things up. It makes things a little weird for a young Spider-Man. Because yeah. you take it, he died at 16... 15 yeah. when he fizzled out right so he should be like a 20 21 year old and all his friends too, and right? all of his friends too so yeah. 
they have to say yeah. everyone was dusted for yeah. this to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like all his all classmates, classmates and they go to Europe because they were dusted and Europe's different. So yeah, they found themselves in a position where they have to maintain that they're in the future, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but they just have to be like, okay, the nice thing is, is what they could, what Mysterio could, I don't know. We have an idea maybe what he would be doing, but I think even future Doctor Strange films could be doing or battling things that in the absence of the Infinity Stones, things are changing. Realities are bending a bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can do things with Doctor Strange. You can do things with Mysterio and Far From Home and all yeah. that, where they're fighting different forces because the balance is a bit off because there's no Infinity Stones anymore. Well, you, going back to Sanjay, you mentioned water, right? Well, we do yeah. know there's some sort of water-powered elemental character yeah. in oh, Far From Home. Yeah, so maybe that's what it was. That could be some mix of, like, just an elemental. could be, like, a weird Hydro-Man thing. Who knows? But yeah. we do know he goes to Europe, too, right? So. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big implications here and hoping that they maintain this time jump. Like they have to, yeah. in my opinion, which mm-hmm. would be really cool. So let's cap this off, guys. There's no end credit scene with this. Yeah. I wasn't I was a little bit shocked at that, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, a fitting way to end. For sure. Yeah. Um the Stark funeral. Yeah. Oh, this is man. kind of the last thing. And actually it's funny because Gwyneth Paltrow spoiled this at the premiere. <laughs> really? Yeah, she said, Oh yeah, last day of filming it was like all oh, we're down by this beautiful lake and all the different characters from the different franchises were there. And boom, I assumed when she said that it was a, it was the wedding. Right. Of oh, Stark and Pepper. That would have been nice. Married. But um this this moment, what you guys feel with it? Because there's a real tug of your heartstrings when he's sitting with uh, Morgan and talk about cheeseburgers, John Favreau. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this is directly from Iron Man 1. Yeah, because he just wanted a cheeseburger when he yeah. got back. Yeah, so what would you think of them panning through the franchises and everyone, like everyone is there. Really good, even Harley. I, I didn't know who that kid was. <laughs> no, neither did I, yeah. 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 So, yeah. thoughts on that? that oh, that, that was like great, happened. man. Because, yeah. you know, experienced every MCU film in theaters and just to be on this journey with Tony Stark and all these characters and to see them weaving through everybody... Yeah which was just so cool and just to see what they've built and it's how fitting is it that you know it's essentially the camera's going from Iron Man and it's leading it all the way to John Favreau at the exactly. end right and it's yeah. those two that really uh, made this whole universe what it is today yeah. so yeah. great moment fantastic yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, oh man I love that scene it was so emotional my thing is I'm not saying I would have done it this way but interesting do you think they should have been in costume when they're giving like his final send off like Iron Man's final send off and they're all like in their best costumes, like representing, like in the comics, they always are, right? Yeah. They're not in like their suits. I, I understand why they went with the suits and it was emotional and it was fitting, but I was thinking like maybe like they're like superhero suits. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like an idea. I, I like, like it because it was the Tony Stark send off. Right. Yeah. Uh, and kind of Iron Man had his moment. Yeah. In the snap. And mm-hmm. then this is the send off of Tony Stark, right? right? Yeah. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Was Hulk in there? I can't even remember. Yeah, he had the arm. Was he? He had the kind of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, if it's a comic book, I really feel that idea, but I feel pretty fitting with them being in their civilian mm-hmm. clothes for this one. Oh, but yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I know that we may or may not have missed stuff, yeah. but we, we've got through most of the film or the whole film here. I, I don't see many holes in here. You know, no. we spoke at a few things that maybe are a bit of abrupt change and all that. Yeah. But all in all, this is an incredible fitting end for this phase of the MCU. Yeah. And the last question I have to ask you guys. Yeah. Final thoughts and recommendation. Troy, <laughs> final thoughts oh. on Endgame. Do you recommend you it? You know it is, man. This this movie did wonders for me. Like I said, it's a comic book nerds dream to see these characters well represented on the mm-hmm. big screen apart from maybe thor's 
a little bit. <laughs> but no, honestly, this, this this movie nailed it. Um, what I liked the most, even though yeah, I got a couple predictions in here, but I had no idea what we were really mm-hmm. in store for mm-hmm. throughout this whole trip. It lulls a little bit in the middle, but for me, that like I said, that hour and a half is just comic book gold. Uh, score we mentioned is one of the best scores we've had out there. Um, geez, there's so much to digest about this film. I can't wait to go back out there and see it again, like ten times. But uh, this this is a must have. It's such a good ending to the franchise. Like you could now walk away after this exhausting journey and be like, "Okay, that's yeah, it for I'm me," yeah. and you're, you're and you're done. But, yeah, yeah. All in all, man, this is this is great. Yeah, yeah. What are you saying, Sanjay? Uh, I don't recommend this because <laughs> I want to win the box office pool this year. So I have the amount of clout. It's cute where... you think we have that much. Uh, yeah, this. yeah. If in or Endgame down ninety seven percent in the next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, I recommend this. I mean, you you follow the saga. You know, twenty two films, ten years, eleven years. Is it? Yeah, eleven years. 11 I mean, years. it's been a ride, and what a way for the ride to end. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't ready for it to end. You know, they, dra- they dragged me kicking and screaming, saying, bring back Iron Man. <laughs> don't kill him. Don't, you know, I want to see more Cap stuff. But, uh, no, I-, I think, you know, the expectations were sky high. And they met and or exceeded my expectations. And almost everything, that final battle alone was a wor- worth the price of admission. They should just, like, in the future, just, like, have that on IMAX. Like, just yeah. that final battle. Yeah. Pay five bucks, and you could see it, like, every Friday. <laughs> just say, like, all right, let's do it. Keep making money from now until the end of time. But, uh, yeah, I know. I loved it. It was – it was. I just can't wait to go back, you know, rewatch the film. And, you know, when it comes out on home video, I'm definitely going to do, like, the six-hour marathon where, like, I throw in Infinity yeah. War and I throw in Endgame and just go boom, boom. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, I'm right yeah. there with you guys. This film exceeded every single expectation I had. My biggest fear, like I said at the top, was this was never going to meet or even parallel Infinity War. This dwarfs Infinity War, in my opinion. This gave fitting ends to some of my favorite characters in the MCU and favorite arcs in the MCU. This whole Infinity thing we've been following for so long. I love what they did. The continuity building here, the attention to detail is impeccable. This film is a pure masterpiece when it comes to the comic book genre. Even beyond that, the Russo's absolutely nail us. The writers, Christopher Marks and Stephen McFilly, huge, huge props to these guys. They brought this universe home. When we go back to 2012 and they said, this can't be done. They cannot bring these characters together because it makes no sense. We just watched an insane <laughs> battle and drank it up. This yeah. film yeah. is all that is comic book movies. This is amongst my favorite mcu films second watch is probably going to put out there as my favorite even back to back with infinity war these films work so well in tandem so one pillar they are different films they are individual films but they are one in the same it is one big story this is infinity war one part two yeah it is very much that i get what they did and i get what they did this year but all in all yeah guys this is a breathtaking film if you are all a fan of the MCU, you've seen this definitely and you can appreciate it. So yeah, for me, this is, you know, the pinnacle of what we're seeing here. I do not think we're ever going to get a film like this in this genre ever again. We'll never say never. Cause like phase four is going to be, I just don't think Black it's Panther, ever going to get Captain the Marvel, Spider-Man and X-Men, yeah. X-Men, Fantastic Four, I guess never say never, but I'm Galactus, still going to say Dr. Never. Doom. I mean, you never know, right? I, but the thing is, I hope we do, 
because this yes. was such an amazing experience that like can't, you know that's that's the depressing part of it this can't be the best ever you're right you can't be like 90 years old and then like i remember back i'm gonna when... we're gonna tell these stories i remember when i saw endgame in theaters unbelievable yeah. stuff so They're like guys, god now there's vr and you can be endgame yeah, you can be right in the mix yeah stuff. yeah all right guys we are pushing our limits here the wives are gonna be a bit upset i think with this one but we had to get down we had to talk about this this is a big behemoth of a podcast yeah. but hopefully you guys have enjoyed if you'd like to be part of this conversation if you'd like to add to anything we've said or if we have missed something big please let us know at the nerdrm at gmail.com you can always hit us up on twitter at hashtag the twitter gang our handles are also at the end of the episode you can find everything we do on the nerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com so make sure you're checking out everything that everyone's doing over there as well there's going to be some commentary as well coming from some of the podcasts on endgame so if you like different opinions different ideas make sure to go check some of those out too as always, we got to give a shout out to our man, Rob Wade, over to motion14.com that endorses this podcast each and every week. So go check out everything he does over at Talk Stores as well as Motion14 over at motion14.com. So, guys, man, that was. Um, whew, I am I'm out of breath. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> this movie is uh, top of the list for a must see repeat oh, yeah. viewing, maybe yeah. multiple times beyond that. But with all of that being said, let's wrap up MCU Phase 3, The Infinity Saga, with. Hey, thank you very much for listening. Thank you guys very much for entering the Nerd Room this week. So, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm... And thank you very much for entering. You're back. The Nerd Room. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Telling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.